The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you didn't tell me to hit my mind. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Kick Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host for tonight, Roddy Cat, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter and uh, Instagram. You can also find me at News Nerds Need uh, on Twitter. You can also find me at uh, News Nerds Need Reddit. You can uh, also uh, CB Caps on Instagram. And with me tonight, the man, the mellow, the fellow, Brooklyn's finest, one, Agent 70. Happy opening day, everybody. All right. And you can find him in his baseball sports related tweets. Oh, I'm not going to give up that uh, Twitter account, but you can find him at agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. Check him out for his, uh, his various musings there. Um, not with us tonight. You can go check out, uh, PC and underscore dirt. Yeah, I don't know. He may or may not. Uh, pop in. I don't, I'm not sure. He didn't really say anything. But PCN in underscore dirt on Twitter. Uh, Pop Culture Network on Twitter. PopCultureNetwork.com. Uh, I need comics.com. And you know what? All the other stuff under uh, PopCultureNetwork.com. His various, various sites. And also, you can go check out Tim D O G G 9 8 on Twitter. Also at the Click uh, Nation on Twitter. That's D K L I Q N A T I O N. Also at CB Cron on Twitter. TheClickNation.com. Uh, and also, of course, comic book resources, CBR.com, where you can go ch- check out his stuff uh, where he's writing his face off. Go give him some clicks and some love, folks. Uh, you can find this podcast on the phrase that pays, and I keep wanting to say that, so I'm just going to hit you the other way. But the the podcast network of note, CSPN.us. Do it today. Do it today. Exactly, along with a bunch of other fine pro- podcasts. But we need love, so show us some. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast on Google Play and uh, Apple Podcasts, aka Apple iTunes. Uh, Five star reviews, indeed, indeed. Uh, we're not guaranteed to read them, but we will check them out. Uh, which actually probably you know, may go and check that out one day. Um, also, you can go check us out on Spotify. We're there. As far as I know, I don't know if they have a review system, but hey, you know. Hook it up. Um, also, you can go to this Cole Slither SoundCloud page and get us there. We're there along with the other uh, CSPN properties. So with that, folks, let us get into the comic books of the week. And uh, we said we were going to start off with 
uh, one of the two event books for the week, and uh, that being Heroes in Crisis number seven. Right, so we open the story with one of the characters who kind of starts out the story, has started out this Heroes in Crisis story um, on the receiving end of, um, of the bad stuff that happens. So um, it's, it's interesting to see uh, this character. Spoiler alert, I'm going to ring the bell. It's interesting to see Wally West take uh, center stage in this issue. You had to think it was going to happen at some point, though, given how much they keep coming back to him. Mm-hmm. Especially with the clues they've been dropping left and right. But, um, yeah, and we get, I guess, more such clues. We get, um, I guess, a weird meeting between uh, Harley, uh, Batgirl, and Booster, and, 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 and uh, Blue Beetle. Right. Yeah, so these are the four characters that have kind of taken. Uh, oh, shoot. that's on. That's on. That's uh, unexpected. Um, I forgot to read that one too. Uh, <laughs> sorry, a little behind the scenes uh, uh, messaging, folks. Right, uh, <laughs> but with regards to heroes in crisis, you know th- these are probably the least likely characters, and that's probably what King is going for. These are the least likely characters you would think would be behind uh, solving this particular mystery. So that's the dynamic that we have. Um, it's funny that uh, uh, Batgirl is the adult in the room. Right. Which, I mean, yeah, you know, given her proximity to, to, the, to the bat, and that's not surprising, especially with these clowns. Mm-hmm. I guess one literal, well, almost literal one. Almost, right, almost, yeah. almost. Um, yeah, so... That that I, I will definitely say that that was a, an amusing little uh, that was amusing um, exchange between them, you know. Sure, and it lasts for most. I mean, it lasts for a good chunk of the book. Yeah, pretty much. And you know, we have um, some of the senior members of the uh, uh, of, of uh, the the Justice League, namely Batman and the Flash, uh, Barry Allen, kind of dealing with their own side of the investigation, trying to locate these four characters who are, you know, kind of coming to blows as, you know, we're trying to, as they, as well as we are trying to figure out what actually happened. Right. Well, coming uh, to blows at and the getting, of, at, get, the, at the start of the story. Right. I'm about to say coming to blows and also uh, attempting to come together to try to solve what's going on. Assuming there mm-hmm. is anything to solve at this point, because we, what in the world is going on? But, um, right. Like we still don't really know what happened at Sanctuary. That's the bottom line. Exactly. But I suspect since there's two issues left, and the next one should be the the link. <laughs> should be the 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 um expository issue. Uh, we would probably. We would hope because wow, that'd be kind of crazy. Um, and I think King might have actually did say, hey, a lot of stuff kind of came. I think we've said this before. There's a lot of stuff. You, you can p- kind of figure out some of the stuff from issue one. And I'm like, I don't, I, if you say so. We'd have to go back and try it. That's the thing. Sure. At this you point. Know, like, like we read, you know, we are not, we are obviously, you know, uh, our our crew is obviously in the in the vast minority when it comes to comic book 
reading per week and per month. So sometimes it's hard to remember exactly what happened eight issues right. ago. Exactly. Uh, so you have to forgive us sometimes. I know that there are uh, listeners who, uh, you know, uh, note that sometimes our, our sense of time is a little out of whack. Yeah. And, we, you know, we definitely appreciate that because we understand that it's hard to remember some of these things. Um, but when it comes to something like this, it might do us well to maybe go back and read um, the first six issues before we come up to uh, the last two. Because, as you said, I think King is getting ready to drop a whole lot of information. It's going to be an info dump. Man, I uh, hope so. The next Cause, issue. Yeah, because it is due. <laughs> yeah. And not to say, you know, I mean, I know this has been running kind of cold for, for some people, especially some people on the panel, which I, mm-hmm. I can kind of see that, you know, but as we tend to say, it's like, hey, you got to see, well, if you, if you have enough interest, you got to see where it's, you know, if it's going to get some somewhere or where it's going to get to, if it shows itself. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's showing something. We just don't know what just yet. Um, so I guess if, if we have rung that one out. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, as as we mentioned earlier, uh, when it comes to these testimonials or are these these kind of professions from uh, the heroes and villains that come to Sanctuary for help, the only one that we get in this issue is from Wally West. So, um, you know, I wonder if that's uh, uh, a good or bad omen. So we'll see. Right. Um, so next up, we are going to go into, uh, Avengers No Road Home, number seven, actually. <laughs> it is kind of funny, because Heroes in Crisis is coming out monthly, if I'm not mistaken. And granted, uh, Avengers No Road Home is, is, um... Is it's a weekly, weekly, yeah, it's a weekly book. But they both caught, but it caught up. <laughs> and still, we'll finish up before Doomsday Crisis. I mean, Doomsday Clock, which that's... Oh, about. let's not even... Yeah, I was about to say, I hope you brought that up. Yeah, I know that, I, we'll, we'll talk about that. I made, I made jokes about that uh, amongst the panel, um, well, if not yesterday, early today. So, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so Avengers No Road Home, we are almost in the home stretch because this is a 10-issue series, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, is it 10 or 9? I think it's 10. Because I don't think it's twelve. That's what I was going to say. It's definitely it's not twelve. But I think it's a ten issue series. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I can see if I can confirm that. But uh, in any event, we sort of pick up right where we left off in the last issue um, with uh, everyone kind of coming together to face off with uh, Nix. Um, you know, the Scarlet Witch has uh, sort of found her way back with Conan. Uh, to where everyone is fighting Nix. Well, well, the rest of the team is fighting Nix. It is of and, 10. I'm sorry? It is 10 issues. Right. So, yeah, because I know I read it uh, mm. recently, just to check on how many uh, were in this series. Right. But uh, back to the story. Um, so the Scarlet Witch, Conan, and 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 uh, and, and some bystanders, actually, uh, apparently make their way back to uh, where... The rest of the Avengers are fighting Nyx. Actually, wait. I think I thought it was the other way around, though, because because if you remember the end of the last issue, they were still where they were. Nyx came to them because she because she got her hands on the because uh, Scarlet Witch got her hands on the crystal. Ah, see, now I should go back and read the uh, 
the the last issue because so, I could have sworn they were transported. But at the end of the somebody day, somebody got transported. Let's put it that way. But right, yeah, I don't know. they all come together because now I see the clue is um, uh, on the first page. I see it now that uh, uh, she came to them in Shadazar on right. Samaria. So right. that makes more sense. Okay, but bottom line is um, that group of Avengers meets up with uh, Scarlet Witch and Conan, and uh, finally, who, after a few issues of not seeing her around, we finally see Spectrum. Yes, and uh, she shows... Come to the fore. Yes, and she shows why she's she was a, a pretty good leader. Well, so she's a little rusty, and she acknowledges well, yeah, she that. Knows that's, that. Pretty, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. she acknowledges that she's a little rusty when it comes to uh being in command of even this kind of ragtag group of Avengers. Right. I like that um I like that uh she kind of pulled a fast one on uh the Olympian goddess of night mm-hmm. which you wouldn't think would be possible but she actually pulls it off and the goddess of night actually does a number on her own kids. Right. Uh, and, and unbeknownst the- to yeah I was about to say unbeknownst to us because we were teased and thinking that uh, what happened actually happened. Right. Exactly. And, and and my thought was on this was like, wait, when did this happen? <laughs> like, when did she, like, when, did this, when did this whole switcheroo happen? But it doesn't really matter. Speed of light. Yeah, I know, right? Speed of light. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot that uh, these speedster type characters can do, you know, and, and a lot of tricks that um, obviously she's got similar speed powers you know at least in terms of at least in terms of sheer speed you know we're talking flash sure type stuff but we're also dealing with energy stuff which is you know you know a different aspect of speed so uh i think it's i think it's funny that um they snuck in uh an issue an entire issue kind of featuring spectrum you know coming to the front miss spectrum if you're nasty oh i like that too that was a nice uh that was a nice uh, reference there. You have to be of a certain vintage to get that one. Right. Actually, yeah, two of them, because another thing about it, I want to say I want to say that is I dare say that Al Ewing has used that before, also uh, back in the Mighty Avengers uh, when when um, when um, when um, Sam was still Cap mm. back then, around that time. Okay. But I, but I would have to go back and check that out. But regardless, that, that is definitely a reference, you know, that, that is yeah, it's um noted mm-hmm. for its vintage. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I I enjoyed this issue for all the, the, the Monica Rambo stuff. And actually that was you speak of her, her powers. So historically we've usually have seen her, you know, change into light or and or some version of radiation at times, lightning at at, at various times, you know, to very mm-hmm. greater effect. But as you say, the, the the tricks with the light is, is a relatively new. Th- well, it's not even a relatively new thing because she actually has done that, but to the extent that she's done in this issue. But um, rarely have we seen her being able to touch people while she's in light form or something like that, which she has done uh, a couple times in this video. So she's, you know, basically she can go solid. Well, yeah, what I was going to say is I think what you're referring to is an evolution in her power set that 
we may have seen over a long period of time. It, it wasn't something I think that happened in any you know any one issue. I think it happened over time. Well, even in this uh, issue we haven't seen. I was, and we also haven't seen her in that many comics. So well, not lately. Yes, that's true. Um, well, well, I mean, she was in. Um, well, when they transformed her in, um, not Mighty Avengers. What was it? Uh, Ultimates. Ultimates. Yeah. Right when you know that was that's kind of the last time that we saw her playing a major role in the Avengers books. And, and a matter of fact, that's when we also find out that hey, she as this is here, she may be uh, not human anymore. And you know that's when we find out about her her her, her evolution. Mindset. Right. Yes. So, and this right. is kind of just kind of going off on that. Which how are you in Rose? So it makes sense. <laughs> right. So with that, you know, all you know, with that all said. Um, you know, we'll we'll see where we are at the end of this because it looks like um, we're rounding the bend. Right. What I was going to mention though is that I felt like we missed out on the whole Gray Hulk thing. Wasn't that the last issue? Uh, that was yes. Right. So my notes reminded me to mention. You know, what happened to the Gray Hulk from last issue? You know, wondering if that was all in a dream sequence and. Um, um, you know, I, I suspect, we're fighting in, in, in Nightmare's realm, so right. obviously that's all, you know, kind of in Dream World too, but at the end of the day, I think that's where the Avengers were sent physically, so... Right, and the last couple of pages help. bear out the fact that we will at the very least see that team again next issue. Right. So right. Maybe, They're probably going to be featured in the next issue. Exactly. They're going to be uh, front and center. And probably joining the, the, the fight, or... Right. Or the fight's coming to them, one or two. Because, okay, so there was a part where, the word spoiler alert, Nyx finds out where the last piece of her soul, crystal, wherever thing is. And I'm sitting here like, that looked like Wanda's old house. Wanda Vision's old house. Um, From their limited series? Yeah. Kind of what it looked like. I'm like, wait, what, what, they're going there? But I, I don't know if that's the case because you know she saw her you know see an image of a house. Mm-hmm. Wait, and actually, if that is the case, that would kind of make sense because Vision is in here and he's kind of having his issues, and and Wanda's in here, and there's, you know, there's not necessarily there was implications of there's some still you know something between the two. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it's like you know, hey, just touch your ex, and you know, you just if if you're on good terms, there's always going to be something. But regardless, that that may be something for next issue, um, and that it is a speculative at this point. Um, but as at, at the same time, I suspect yeah, the next issue is going to be next to, to Team Hulk and wherever they are or where they're wherever they're going to mm-hmm. is going to line up where everybody's going to end up. And it just so conveniently happened, which again we were starting around the bend that hey, you know, the, the bad guy didn't have any. Uh, use for the person that was taking them around. So, hey, <laughs> let's clean that up also. All right, well, we need that We need that plot device to, to, to go forward in the uh, next issue. So, here, there you go. So, yeah, like I said, it's, at least it's been going fast and it's been weekly. That's, that's part of the, the good thing about it, you know, and at least, you know, I would suspect, I don't know, you think if this was monthly, it would still kind of hold... I think so. I think though that what you know what the story benefits from is that they had most, if not all, of these issues in the can. 
Yeah. So they can get it out on a timely basis. I don't think they've missed a single week. Mm-hmm. And we're, like you said, we're in the home stretch. We've only got three issues left. Right. So this will be done before the end of April and, uh, you know, leading into, uh, you know, free comic book day and, uh, no ro- uh, end game and all the kind of relaunches that are going to happen in late April, early May. Mm. Yeah. So I think we're, we're good on that front, um, with that book. And we can um, move it along. Like I said, I'm sure we will have more to say about it next. Well, wait. Well, I guess we'll talk about that uh, later on. Exactly. We got to figure out. There's a bunch of possible instances of uh, movie protocols being invoked. Yes. So we're going to see how that's going to work over the next few weeks. Yes. Wait, a few? I only know of two. Well. Well, anyway, we'll oh, talk about a number of weeks. There's going to yeah. be a number of things going on. So you know the way the way it works is since we're a weekly show, if we miss one, and then you know, we'll see. Sure, sure, yeah. But like that, we'll talk about that later. Um, next book, you yeah, you want to throw it out? Throw one out. Sure. Let me take a look at your list of books. You want to talk about Doctor Strange? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Doctor Strange number twelve. Hmm. Um. The I first thing I thought of... This because, would be perfect going into the next book we're going to talk about, actually. Well, yeah. I mean, what I was going to say is the first thing I thought of is that Galactus is in a lot of places right now. Right. Um, <laughs> I I said that. As a matter of fact, in my notes, I pretty much said something similar. Right. You know, it's kind of funny that uh, that Wade and, and obviously Dan Slott, and that's no spoiler because, you know, that's the, uh, you know, they're still in the middle of a multi-issue arc. Involving Galactus and the pages of the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. which but, I, I uh, we will talk about next, right? And this in this issue, we're coming straight off of uh, Doctor Strange uh, dealing with um, the magical accountant, yes, uh, who um, was looking to uh, collect on some past due uh, magic tax, and um, you know, kind of the uh, the magic revenue service, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> nice, you know. And uh, at the end of the at the you know at the end of the last issue, things have been kind of reset, and we find Doctor Strange reminiscing, yes, contemplating, please. doing a little bit of self assessment of all uh, the girls he's loved before. That's definitely true, and all of the teams that he's been a part of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get a little bit of reference and getting people caught up to speed it's just kind of strange in an issue number 12 but uh-huh. then this is sort of the, the the beginning of a new story arc uh coming off of that uh that big issue number 400 aka number 11 and you know we kind of get this plot device that literally drops out of the sky into the sanctum sanctorum hmm. and i like that wade is expanding upon this theme that he started this run with, which is alien magic, yep. you know, magic, magic, not necessarily from other dimensions, because that's always been a big thing, but not yet, but just strange. not of earth. Yeah. Right. But not, but, but, you know, and it's obviously just a different aspect of other, right. Whereas more often than not, Dr. Strange and previous runs of the title would step into a scrying pool that he created and move into another dimension. Whereas 
this is literally on the other side. He's dealing with aliens from the other side of the galaxy who know of him. He's technically the Sorcerer Supreme of this dimension, so they you would think you would they think. would recognize him. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, but but ultimately, you know, it still fits into the story that Wade is telling about magic from other worlds as opposed to other dimensions, and uh, uh, you know, there's there, there's a, a familiar story of uh, Galactus and what he does and what his uh, her, what his herald does, which is apparently get beat. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, no, right. It's like, wow, this is. Are we heading towards another defender, a uh, half defenders uh, <laughs> uh, match team up again? I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility because of how this issue plays out. Mm. So, Although, yeah, I like mean, I said, bottom been, line is, you know, yeah. we have this, you know, we have this uh, story that leads with a kind of familiar uh, story of what happens when Galactus comes uh, comes a knocking. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to be coming in knocking thanks to the uh the antagonist here is is going to be knocking in a new realm for a minute. Right. So what's funny about this is that we get to see not an evil magic user, but someone who's desperate. And yes. we have someone who is looking to take everything they can muster in order to take on Galactus. And what's incredible is that what he does is what Strange did to the Hulk way back when in Hulk number 300. Right. But we're not talking about the Hulk here. We're talking about Galactus. So I'm sort of spoiling it. Which but did... only if you read Hulk number 300 many, 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 many moons ago. Right. And I was about to say, and it's probably similar to a way they've tried to get rid of Galactus in the past in one way, shape, or form. So, hmm. You know, there is there is definitely familiar beats in that one. Like I said, what we're going to talk about next is is a different take on that. But sure. um, with this, I, I kind of thought about this for a second because it was like that first part where he's talking about uh, you know all his loves and lives, and it was like, is he having a midlife crisis? Because it's probably about that time for him, I guess. Mm. Um, and then he's like, well, I need a new challenge, and poop, this stuff ends up happening. But I, I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know what, he's was talking about, and this may be an idea I probably, you know, years ago would have thought about if, if this had come up. It's like Steven's talking about all, all of the, the girls he's, uh, you know, loved and lost. And I'm thinking of, like, hmm, one of the we could have a, um, like, there could be a story with him and Black Panther because Black Panther's also kind of had a, a gambit of love, loves and losts. They could be sitting at the table talking about it and didn't get into this grand adventure or something. But I'm mean, granted, it's, you know, a couple of things. Ago. I, was about, but all- I was about to say, you know, all of the Marvel main hero characters can do this. I mean, you can expand it that way. Yeah. But yeah, I was just kind of thinking of this one um, for whatever other reason. Um, I, I'm just saying, you know, but like, you're not uh, wrong. It's, it's a common it's a common theme. Well, at least so a few. I mean, it's not not to this extent because they both of them is like they they've gone through a lot of people, right? <laughs> but so, nevertheless, that's neither here nor there. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's this whole Doctor Strange thing. I again, we're we're probably going to talk about it next. And, and matter of fact, right now, uh, the events of what's going on currently in Fantastic Four. But uh, I'm assuming the stuff is either before that. Or after that, I don't. Right, know. it's got to be before or after. It's obviously not happening concurrently. Right. Uh, um, 
I, I, I really got a kick out of this issue because it was, you know, kind of a old and new Doctor Strange. Right. Because Wade doesn't waste any time with throwing Strange into the into the mode that he's in now, which is, well, I can't, you know, I don't have all this magic stuff. I got to do something else. Which, thank you for bringing that up, because I was about to mention that part, because it's like, wait, he just, it's like, is this going to be a whole thing with this this volume? It's like, he gains magic, then loses again, gains it, and loses a little bit again, because it's like, even when the, the other dude was going through the, the sanctum, you know, gathering stuff, it's like, well, this stuff is no good anymore, so now I got to rely on my, my, my newfound stuff, and... You know, I'm like, okay, you're just gonna keep. This is gonna. Is this gonna be a thing that's gonna keep happening? And even in that first, the, the first meeting with him, I was like, wait, he he underestimates the dude, and he just got out of the fight with a dude that that you know with a being that could take away his powers. Right. So you would think he would have known not to underestimate it. Now, granted, he didn't know that the guy that this person could do that same thing, but still, you would think he would know not to underestimate. <laughs> after that uh, underestimate well, anybody goes up against well what I was going to say is that's always been kind of uh, Doctor Strange's weakness he's True. a little bit of a pompous prick so yeah. um, you know anyone who's writing his stories takes that into account mm-hmm. so I was like wow this is just back, back. but then again yeah you're right because it is the thing that it, that keeps coming up with, uh, with, with him so but anyway uh, moving right along to the aforementioned Fantastic Four number eight, where we see Galactus in a mountain, <laughs> specifically in Latveria and Doom grandstanding <laughs> in front of the whole world. Well, what's awesome about this is that <laughs> it's me. something that Doom has done before. Exactly. But not on the Galactus scale. Not on the Galactus scale. He's done it with Surfer. It's true. You know, where he usurped, uh, well, spoiler alert, mild spoiler alert, because if you've been keeping up, you understand where we are. So there's an old story where Dr. Doom steals the Silver Surfer's powers Mm. and steals the power cosmic. Yes. So now this is the next step up. But Arguably, in, he's in, gone past this step before, though, because if you think about it, Secret Wars, or and or the Beyonder, because he stole he stole the Beyonder's power, and that whole right. thing with the you know with Secret War, the last Secret Wars, I should say, not previous ones, but the last one where he gained, you know, near infinite power. Oh, I was thinking, I was focused specifically on. I know, Galactus. I know, okay. but but yeah, but this is not his first run in with one getting the power cosmic or two any kind of. Greater sure. powers, is what I'm saying. Sure. So it's kind of funny in that slot relates this to real world problems. Yeah. Like, hey, we don't have enough energy. We can't produce energy in a clean way. What can we do? Mm-hmm. Let's imprison Galactus and take away his power cosmic. Right. So let's couch, right. So let's couch this in my need to do the to you know into this and that and other and grandstand and you know <laughs> for. Some would argue, you know, good means, I guess. I don't know. Because it's not like he's gone full evil or back right. and full evil. He's like, hey, guess what, world? I got this. Right. <laughs> All right. 
And obviously, this is part of a a, a, a a bigger plan on Doom's part because he created Victorious, who drew in Galactus, mm-hmm. and he, you know, she was the bait, and uh, this was the trap that he had laid out for uh, Galactus. Um, I really like some of the designs that um, that uh, the art team on this, Aaron Cooter, Stefano Caselli, Dave Marquez, and Riley Brown uh, did on this issue. Um, you know, I really liked how they, uh, a couple of things were portrayed specifically. Um, one is the, the fur, the fur cape that, uh, <laughs> that Doom is rocking now. I know, right? I'm like, why, why? <laughs> That's pretty cool. You know, it with is, like a single but... disc, you know, um, I like, you know, I just like the, I like that it's like a subtle, it's subtly different. Um, <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the traps that, oh, one of the prisons that he's laid out for, the FF specifically for Reed Richards is pretty cool. I like that concept. It's literally pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that whole trap. So now, granted, like the, this is not the first time Doom has trapped the FF and had him in some elaborate thing. This one seemed to be the... Seems... Although, I'm sure at some point, this, this one's... I, as I said, in my nose, seems kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trapped them using... Basically using them against each other, in a way. Right. Uh, or at least to keep keep the ones a whole, and that ends up being you know <laughs> the thing that doesn't work as well as he thought it did. Again, I mean, I got a real kick out of this. You know, he's 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 walking around, he's monologuing, which is awesome, yeah. um, because he's doomed. <laughs> he can't help it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, which one call it? I like that he. You know, I like some of the observations that Slot puts in about. Um, about uh, how he can never keep uh, Ben Grimm down, right? Yeah, so and he's like, not, you know, he he he's constantly underestimating him, right? Uh, and actually, yeah, and not, you know, yeah, definitely him, and and definitely one other member of the team. But he's, you know, sure. he's also grossly underestimating to his uh, detriment this issue and in the past. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so I was going to just thinking, well, at some point, I mean, well, he captured him, so therefore it wasn't going to last that long, and you know the team was going to escape. And that, and at some point, I figured, well, it's going to be probably some reason because of Victorious. And then mm-hmm. there was that one page where you almost thought that something was going to happen along that. Yeah, so, but it apparently didn't. But hey, the, the, the arc is still young, and some still could end up happening with that. But Interview. I think the story arc finishes in the next issue. From <clears throat> right. So, regardless of whether something of the, will that come will happen with that, you know, it's still FF, and they're you know, things are still seemingly in hand, or at least starting to look like it's in hand, including this <laughs> is the ending of this book, which we won't spoil, but. <laughs> it's quite it's quite amusing at uh we we see a character bearing it all being his being laid bare in front of the whole world sure and um which is basically a new twist on 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 you know the situation at hand <laughs> and also pictures like because even when another the, the other when victoria's kind of um points it out it's like she's like oh <laughs> yeah 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 she could see what's happening she's like, yeah. as the cameras are rolling like so it's 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 pretty it, it it's 
it's a well-told story. Yeah. So I appreciate that. this issue. This is a potential click of the week for me. Yeah, same here. I didn't put it, but same here. Um, so that being the case, we can move on. And, um, well, this just kind of kind of going away from it. But we can go to either one person around to another one, or you got something you want to throw out. Well, we could talk about Amazing Spidey. Um, okay. Yeah. A, we, we have a couple books still left. That's true. And then we can start going back and forth. Um, we have Amazing Spidey number 18. I don't have too much to say about this. Yeah. Because it's basically a, a direct continuation of the last issue. Uh, you know, we understand now how Arcade's techniques meld with Craven's scheme. Yes. Um, without spoiling too much of the story, what we have is. Um, a very video game like experience. I was going to say, uh, as I avatars and everything, right? I was, as I say in my notes, Spidey realizes the plan. His life's like a deadly video game with just one man. Mm. And some of you hip hop folks might know the reference, but that's okay. There you go. So that being said, it even you know it even brings up a lot of the more modern, uh, more modern video game issues. You know, in, in terms of Spending money to uh, ramp up your character. That's not something that <laughs> those who grew up playing video games knew about. Yeah, because exactly. You put the game once. Uh, and you just, you know, you played through a game and you and you leveled up. Nowadays, you can drop, you know, drop uh, money to yeah. level up Arcade right basically, Arcade basically found a bunch of whales. <laughs> Pretty much. So I find that part kind of amusing, too. I also thought, it was like, you know what? I would actually want to see a game of a sim of kind of like this although i'm pretty sure there was something um, there's probably actually not a thing but there is anthem's kind of like this and and except for you're not hunting things but anyway um yeah i i i I found that part kind of amusing i was like yeah well 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 done um (laughs) well that was a suspenser right yep yeah so I was like, that was well done and yeah so we we there was even a um you're probably wondering how I got here line that Peter says in the beginning. I was like, okay, that hadn't been done in a while, but well played. <laughs> I mean, on the first page, he does the, the, before we find out what's, what's going on. So yeah, that, like I said, outside of that, you know, we, we get the plan. We, we see something's going on, um, with all of that. And apparently this is going to lead into the, uh, HU, that one of the characters uh, that's in this is going to have a bigger part in, mm-hmm. or one of the villains specifically. Which I, I'm like, wow, they really pulled out some folks and actually got rid of some uh, apparently a couple of folks in this. Right, assuming that what we see is actually the finality, you, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're talking about bladed weapons being used up close, so that's you know. Yeah, this seems never like a good it's, sign. It's possible that there's some. And granted, I mean, let's let's face it: a lot of these villains that are in this that are being hunted, you know, not that big of a deal. Right, right, right. Um, what fact, I was going to add is, um, mm-hmm. Mary Jane actually is in danger. Yes. You know, that's a tease from the last issue, and that's not really spoiling anything. So, am I missing who that person is, or, 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 um, so because we've, yeah, we definitely find out with that. That character's not revealed yet. Okay. 
it's been someone who's been in the background in Amazing since Spencer started. Right. Okay. And see, I'm yeah. And see, I'm I've I've only got gotten onto the book in the last few issues. So right. So we're like what eighteen issues in. Mm-hmm. This has been going by weekly, I think. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. I think you're right. You know, it wouldn't be too hard for you to catch up. Yeah, yeah, I can go back in on that because I was like, wait, and I thought about it because like when I saw this person, I was like, clearly this was somebody that came came up before now, mm-hmm. and it wasn't somebody that I thought it was, uh, which it would have been like, well, why is he even here? But regardless, uh, yeah, there will be more on that next issue. Yep, absolutely. So uh, we can move on to the, I'm assuming the last book that we have in common. I think that's right. Black Panther? That is the one. Yep. Uh, that looks to be the last one we have in common. So, Black Panther number 10. We're still in space, folks. We ain't going nowhere yet. In space! Which is fine. Like I said, enjoy the ride. That's 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 where we're at right now. Um, and I guess there's really not that terribly much to say about it outside of the fact that there's a big fight. Um, Manifest is in the fold. Manifold, excuse me, is Manifold. in the fold. Yeah, I was about I'm to thinking say. Of, sorry, I'm thinking of a record shop here here in my town. Um, shout out to Manifest Records, which went out of business. Um, so, yeah, and we basically we're looking to see that this is looks like a turning point in this rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to add, doesn't it look like one of these characters is from one of the properties that Disney just bought from Fox? I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're already doing a crossover." I mean, you know, hey, you got you got you got to make it do what it do. It's, you know, especially with the art. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's the art that makes you think, "Wait a second, is this nah?" Yeah. I'm like, you know, I mean, there's liberties. Speaking of, yes, well, there, we'll get to that. We'll get to something later on that I'll talk about. But yeah, speaking of something on all that lines. Um so yeah, like I said, we get a turning point. Apparently, there's a there was a double cross or something, or or another layer that um, that comes out in this issue. And uh, yeah, I mean that's vaguely it. Yeah, it's it. This is a long form story. Yeah, and okay. you got to give uh, Coates a lot of credit. What I've been critical of myself uh, in not doing is reading some of the notes that come at the end of the issue. Oh yeah. And I think that if I go back and reread this story, we're 10 issues in. And if I read both the, both the, the, the main stories and the issues plus the notes, I think it's going to make a lot more difference. It's going to, it's going to make a big difference in how things will make more sense, that is. I would say so, yeah. Because there's definitely some stuff in there that's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I, with, uh, with a little bit of time, you know, maybe on one of these like off weeks or something, maybe I'll sit sit down and try to reread um, Black Panther and 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 see exactly how this all fits together. Mm. But ultimately, like I said, it was a pretty you know action action packed uh, issue. Definitely, it's just tough right now to see how everything is related. That's kind of the, the, the toughest aspect of the storyline story. Well, I'm resigned to say that it's probably not. And it's just it's just a story you wanted to tell is out in space and No, not that's not what I mean in terms oh. of how you know, you get the big picture, you mm-hmm. know, rebellion, 
versus Empire. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Right. But in terms of how these characters all kind of fit into, you know, what, what, what people have to remember is that these characters in the space story are using the same character names as the ones that we're familiar with. Right. And we have... Well, you and know, then there's that part from way in the beginning of this that, yeah, that still hasn't borne out, but I was the sport. Exactly. Was the sport. That's what I'm saying. Ten issues later, so that right. hasn't borne out. So that part is confusing to anyone who's picking this up for the first time. Although so, we... Although us having read other books that have kind of mentioned what's going on in this book and on mm-hmm. the side of it, you already have the idea of where it's going to get to. Possibly. Possibly, because what we know is that there's really only one character who's away, who, who's away in space. Two. So this may just be happening in his mind. Two. Because so. he didn't go alone. Who was in the ship? Manifold. Oh, that's right! Yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. Which well, is why, yeah. Yeah, so ultimately, you know, we, we, we'll see how this all plays out. But, yeah. um, you know, so those are the two characters that are technically missing. Right. Even though we see one of them in Avengers all the time. Well, yeah, you know, and again, time, hey, timey wimey things in the Marvel in, in comic book universes. So, right, so. continuity. Yeah, we can always fix continuity. I mean, you know, you know, it's like, yeah, well, at, at the end of this, I'm sure at the end of this arc or, or at the end of the story, it's like, yeah, this takes place during. And it's probably that part of one even actually happened because you know, <laughs> like this place took right. place before all of that or after all of that, and you know. All right, anyway, so if you're ready, you want to go into rapid fire? I think we can do that. Spin it up. Uh, All right. You want to go ahead and go? Sure, I will. So start off at the top with the big anniversary issue that dropped this week. Detective Comics number 1000. So if you're familiar with these one thousand number 1,000 issues that DC's put out over the last year, couple of years, um, they're not just one story. They're usually a bunch of smaller vignette-type stories uh, to celebrate the character and uh, milk $10 out of you. So there's a couple of good stories in an otherwise just okay, giant-sized and expensive 1,000th issue. So... I definitely suggest you flip through this before committing yourself to buying a $10 comic. Um, Flash, number 67. It's a pretty interesting story. It's entertaining. Uh, It's straight out of the Twilight Zone, where there's a creepy scenario in Central City where everyone is happy and there's no crime. It's a setup for a trickster story, which hopefully will pay off. Uh, we talked about Heroes in Crisis. We talked about Amazing, Avengers No Road Home, Black Panther, Daredevil. Daredevil number three. This is a potential click of the week as well. I had a, I had a lot of fun reading books this week. Uh, Chip Zdarsky brings us right into Daredevil's thoughts during this crazy time. And a sort of predictable character uh, lends D.D. a hand out of the mess he's found himself in at the end of last issue. Uh, mild spoiler alert. Daredevil's being hunted uh, by the New York City Police Department for a crime he didn't commit. So he has to find the A-team. No, 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 I'm kidding. Um, But uh, if you think about it, that's sort of what happens at the end of this issue. Uh, It's not a surprising guest star. So we'll see what happens in the next issue. Um, 
Next up, Hope for Reigns, number two. I love saying that title. Uh, you can tell Greg Pak is having a ton of fun writing this book. It's only three issues, which is awesome. It's not drawn out. At the end of the day, it's gotten straight to the point. It's put the three characters in this, Wolverine, the Hulk, and Weapon H, on a collision course. And now we're getting to the part where they fought, and now we may be getting we may be getting to the point where mild spoiler alert. I'm not going to ring the bell. You know how these stories work. We may be getting to the point where they're teaming up to fight a common enemy in the finale of this miniseries. So, if you're just looking for fun and entertainment, not necessarily the deepest storytelling, pick up Hulk Marines. It's fun. You could tell Pac is having a ton of fun writing it. Um. Invaders number three. This is my last book to talk about this week, and it's another potential click of the week. There's great work here by Chip Zdarsky and Carlos Magno. Um, we have more information as to what um, Namor's grand scheme is uh, in his fight against the surface world. My only nitpick is with Carlos Magno's uh, art in that he draws too many detail lines on faces, uh, when he's trying to create uh, the sense of definition and depth, those extra lines work in black and white art. But in color art, especially in computer-colored art nowadays, he should allow the color artist some room to create depth with coloring and shade. Otherwise, characters look old when they're not supposed to be old. You know, there's an old character in this issue that looks appropriately old and maybe even overly wrinkled, which is funny. Um, but, uh, you know, at least that character is supposed to be old. Some of the other characters really look older than what they should look like because of this over rendering. So that's really the tiniest nitpick in an other, in an otherwise nice looking issue. And this is a great series, uh, going on right now. Don't, uh, don't sleep on invaders right now because this is, uh, this is well done stuff. And that's it for me. All righty. Um, and for myself, we go with <clears throat> Dow H for Hero number one. Um, and all I'm going to say is in my notes, I say, never let there ever, ever, ever let there be a place or a food truck that's uh, surrounding whose whose uh, food revolves around mayonnaise. That's just don't do it. Um, but basically. I'm not too terribly familiar with the previous iterations of Dial H for Hero, but apparently some of the same beats are in there. There's a mysterious, there's a a dude in a town, you know, helping out his uncle, um, who seems like a jerk. <laughs> um, he ends up going on a uh, a um, trip with this other girl who's trying to get out of town by stealing said truck. And uh, this boy who was apparently saved by super- Superman once before, uh, you know, was trying to... Which I guess I, it almost seems like that's a thing with the Wonder Wonder comics books, except for uh, Young Justice, although there is a super boy, so you could kind of say that. Because in Wonder Twins, is like, so hey, Superman is the one showing them around, or whatever the case may be. And in this book, Superman saved him when he was a little kid, and now he's trying to get that feeling, of, you know, that rush again, basically. But could never find it. But he st- when he's stuck in this little behind town doing grunt work until, you know, whatever happens at the end of this issue and the 
the telephone comes and, you know, H gets dialed and he turns into this hero called Monster Truck. Uh, and I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Um, Ironheart, number four. Uh, Riri and her mom have a nice little um, moment before she leaves, before the mom leaves. And Midnight Fire just so happens to sh- stroll in and starts monologuing. Speaking of monologuing, Doom mm. style, kind of in a way. So uh, we get a little bit more about. So he catches it like, hey, you can't find out. You don't. You want to know about the Ten Rings, but you can't find out about the Ten Rings without me telling you about my origin. And he goes through his origin, and there was not a whole whole lot about the Ten Rings, although it does get interspersed in there. And he offers uh, Riri something, to which um, she rebukes, and uh, yeah, it doesn't go that well. But it, you know, it leaves uh, the end of the issue the way it is. But uh, it was a good, it was a good issue though. Uh, Transformers number two. Um, so after the events of last issue, we find out there is a, a murder? An accident? Is what they're calling it? Something happened to a character, a Transformer. Um, and again, this is, I think, set before there... The, uh, this seems to be set in the past, a.k.a. there are Autobots, but no Decepticons. But there are Decepticon characters around. So I assume this is going to be what sparks off the Great War um, between the Autobots and the Decepticons, and I guess the 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 naming and the coming of the Decepticons, I guess, will come out of this at some point. Not entirely sure about that, but regardless, I, I mentioned that because the murder is of a Transformer that is basically known to be a G two character, a Gen two character, I believe. So I'm not I'm like, how is that the case? If that's if this is that, but thinking a little bit too much about it, and it is a transformer, you probably could be rebuilt. Regardless, um, this accident, while getting talked about during the course of the this issue, kind of gets swept to the side because Bumblebee's mentoring this young transformer, who I still think is going to become a Decepticon at some point. Kind of you know mentors around, mentors him around, and kind of shows him introducing the wheeljack and they you know he goes help them out because basically bumblebee's trying to help this kid um find his place or find out what he wants to do with his life basically so he's kind of been taking him around and he was supposed to take him to this other character that got that got killed but that's you know ended up being a murder scene and um a particularly amusing part with prowl Uh, but that's none of that. And then we get the first mentions of the rise, which I'm not sure is, uh, again, I was behind on a lot of the old stuff. So I don't know if this is something that came out then, but we get the mention of a group that sounds more Decepticons than what we know to be Decepticons. So I, I imagine the two of those, the, the, the group that we know that we will become the Decepticons and this group may end up merging. We don't know. Uh, cause it was, again, this is the first mention and including the teachings of, you know, that uh, may become that. So, you know, and uh, there is an attempt on Megatron's life because at this point he is a like a senator senator type and he's speaking at this rally and of course gets attacked. I'm thinking at stage he might not be. 
And Megatron's like, hey, I'm going to find out who did this. So, of course, that's going to spark some things going forward. And that sparks that the the, the Transformers uh, carry around with them. Gobots, number five. So, this is the end of this book. It was a five-issue miniseries. And, boy, does it go out with some very familiar references. Um, Speaking of the the aforementioned Transformers book, I will say that much. Um, This book was weird as hell. It was, seriously. Because, and, and without going, I think I may have gone through with, a little bit of it when it first started. There may have been a time travel. There was was a kind of a time travel element going on. Earth was basically encapsulated by Gobatron. Um, <clears throat> but it was also couched in the beginning that, hey, Gobots were made by humans. And it seemed like there was a Planet of the Apes situation that happened in that the Gobots, the, the Gobots took over. And, you know, it was, like I said, there was a whole bunch of weirdness in this uh, and of course, a little bit of, you know, there's something that apparently that was some secrets that came out during the course of this. Uh, issue. <laughs> I was flipping through it. You said you, you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, that was blatant. Yeah. I, I had, I had a real kick out of that. I was like, and it was just, I was like, okay, they, they got away with it. And obviously, so IDW also publishes Transformers. So you take that for what it is, but nevertheless, you know, it, it, as I say in my notes, this, this seems like it's written by a person who really, really wanted to be really, really wanted to write for transformers, but his ideas were kind of out there. <laughs> so I will give you this. And he still ends up referencing transformers in the most blatant way in this issue, a couple of different blatant ways in this issue. Right. I mean, so. I, I, I've, I've only flipped through a couple of these, and I, I know you've mentioned this to me. This is very much, this is very much reminiscent of Ed Piscor style. Yes, dark so, down and, to the lettering. Yes, um, and I, and as I've said before, so I know Dirt and I was basically were uh, the same writer and artist, or the writer artist slash uh, did a Transformers slash GI Joe miniseries a while back, and. Mm-hmm. The art has come a little bit of a wave since then because it was a lot rougher than this, but it was still in the same, but it was in, still in a similar style. So got that it. part has got a little bit better. Nevertheless, the 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 oh, this is all hip Tom Scioli, yes, or Tom Scioli. Yeah. Story art letters. He that's did the saying. whole. Yeah, this is very much like uh, Ed Piscor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that, which is cow. why I mentioned that. Yeah, um, and like I said, and he also did the same with Transformers, uh, G.I. Joe. But again, the art was way, way rougher than, than this one. To, to which neither one of us could get through it. Um, wow. So, yeah, but nevertheless, like I said, so there was, it's a, not as over. If you are inclined to pick this up and trade, I don't know if it's going to make any more sense. <laughs> but it it's, um, it's it's a it was a weird 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 ride. That's all I can say. That's just all right. Crazy. Um, and I believe that is it for me. Yes. Cool. All right. So I guess we're coming up on clicks of the week. It is. And so we have one click from one Tim uh, Tim Dog, who and I meant to read this book actually because yeah I was kind of curious about you know something that I know was going to happen in in this one. Um, 
X-Force number five was his pick. Yeah, I fell off this book a while ago. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, I said, it was, it's, like I said last time we uh, brought up issue four, I'm like, it's a, it's a, it's definitely an action pack. Like, Briston's, I, it's kind of a more action focused writer. It, it's, it's clear to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it definitely shows in this book. So, and uh, not having read this issue, I'm pretty sure it is more than that. And it sounds like we get, uh, according to what Tim says, we get uh, Kid, Kid Cable's origin. So, which is why he was, uh, why he said uh, that was his pick. Okay. And I don't think we got anything from Dirt. No, we did not. No. no. So, I think that rotates back to us and we have to make our decisions. Mm-hmm. Um I've got a bit of a tough choice to make because I've got a few candidates here. I've got a couple. Um, and I'm thinking I'm going to actually go with Avengers No Road Home because shout out to okay. Monica Rambeau. Um, Spectrum. It's it's time she, she got a little bit more shine than she has in recent in, in recent history. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, in the wake of the canceling of the Ultimate book. Yeah. Um, um, I have also said, no, I forgot to mention it in my notes. I'm like, I wouldn't mind seeing a book of just, uh, of just her, but I don't know how long, how, how that would work out. I mean, I think there could probably be some good stuff, you know, but. I think good. what I was going to say is I think that uh, she deserves it. I think yes. that she could, especially with, I hate to say this, especially with the um, the exposure that the character's name has gotten based off of the Captain Marvel movie. Uh, I think that helps. Mm-hmm. But um, as you can tell, I'm just stalling because I'm trying to figure out what my click of the week is. Listen, I've got a couple of good candidates. Uh, you know, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, FF this week, all really good. Invaders was really good too. Yeah. Um, I almost uh, I almost tempted to give it up for to uh, GoBots, but I was like, it was... Good, not in the way that it was actually good, but good because it was just weird and crazy. Because it was weird. Yeah, and the the references that I mentioned, you know, which, mm-hmm. you know, wow. But, yeah, anyway, let's, I, it is yep, what it is. Yep, yep, yep. Still stalling. Yeah, um, I'm trying to give you some time here. <laughs> still stalling. You know uh, what? I'm going to go again with Daredevil number three. Um, it's funny. I picked Daredevil number two as a click of the week when it came out. So uh, Daredevil, Daredevil number three was a great follow up to that. So good work by uh, Zadarsky et al. All right. Well, then that being the case, how about hit us up with an ad? Our first ad of the night is for Funko. Fun at first sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles such as their world famous pop vinyl bobbleheads. Uh, apparel, including t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. 
That's Funko through CSPN.us. Do it today. Oh, boo. Um, all right. So now Funko, he's not Funko. He's not booing you. No, he's not. No, no, <laughs> no, definitely not. Funko. Wouldn't Funko. want to boo our sponsors here. Well, no, not even sure. I got way too many uh, Funko products just to be <laughs> to be doing that in the first place. But now I was booing something I was doing on my end. Anyway, let us get into the cinematic news. (laughs) And we start off with a movie that probably shouldn't be made, but nevertheless, it seemed like it might be uh, going forward. In that, Masters of the Universe movie may have found its He-Man. Okay. That is the appropriate response. Um, Yeah, so apparently, according to... um, this article, To All the Boys I've Loved Before, starred Noah Centineo. Centineo? Sure. Uh, is reportedly in talks with the studio to take on a role of He-Man. Uh, we don't know. It's just all of It's a rumor at this point. I was about to say, furious Google search ensues. See what this dude looks like. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and um, which is weird, because I think I just saw his name on Twitter for something else. Okay. Um, like, to, to like a few minutes ago, so I don't know. I was about to say, this dude's gonna need to hit the weight room. I mean, and hey, we've it's happened, yep. Or, and you know, they're doing wonderful things with CG nowadays, so <laughs> as we have also seen, so yeah, yep. we'll, we'll see. Um, next up, uh, Taiko. Taika Waititi is set to voice bounty hunter IG-88 in The Mandalorian on the Disney Plus app. So that's good news for fans of his voiceover work hey, Doug. from Korg, from Korg in, in Thor Ragnarok. It's always a new Doug. Mm. Yeah. And, and I imagine he, there's going to be, he's, he's, he's playing a droid, so there's probably going to be some voice effect on him. I, some, you know, some low-level voice effect on him. Sure. So, so Korg will not be back in the building for this round. But, <laughs> but regardless, hey, I, I'm still I'm curious to see what this uh, show is going to end up being. I wonder if there's going to be any Rebels references. And, well, granted, this is probably going to be set like well before or after. Well, actually, probably. You don't know. Yeah, we don't know when this is going to be set. Actually, some, no, because more- some of them showed up during... I don't know. This could be Clone Wars era. We don't know what the heck. We don't know when. Yeah, we don't know. So I think uh, we just have to wait for for a little bit more information. Remember, IG-88 was one of the bounty hunters in uh, Empire. Empire. Mm -hmm. So he has. So we're talking. So we're definitely talking about um, that time period being in play. You know, like uh, but uh, those but, the rise of the empire. You well, know, yeah, but I mean, there were some of these. Uh, a lot of the uh, these uh, bounty hunters have been around since uh, Clone Wars. So right, you know, and it's only the twenty year, twenty year, twenty or some sort new to difference. So, and he's a droid. So right. Regardless, yeah, we'll 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 have to see where this is taking place. Next up. Um, Inhumans actor Mike Moe is down to play Marvel's Shang-Chi. There's a funny reason why this came up. 
Okay. Shoot. Well, you know why, right? Because he's uh, featured in uh, Once Upon is it, what is it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or something like that. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Is he the one that's uh, playing Bruce Lee? Yes, that's why. Oh. That's exactly that is... why this came up on social media right. where everyone is saying, wow, that guy really should play, should be cast as Shang-Chi. Oh, huh, okay. See, yeah, I've seen some of that, that, that stuff and I'm like, you know, not too big on Tarantino movies at this point. But nevertheless, I saw some of that stuff and I saw that and I was like, okay, I didn't know it was this dude. So, all right. Yeah, he could totally pull that off. Well, that's, hey, that's what's up. Get off the ground. Let it happen. Um, and considering that he was playing Triton, um, the fish guy in the Inhumans, that we can we can forgive him for that and uh, recast him as uh, Shang Chi. Oh, oh yeah, I did say he's Inhumans actor. I'm like, like, okay, sure, that, sure. You know, it's nice to see those Inhuman, the, the, the some of those folks getting actually, well, I would say better work, but getting getting more work. Like Anson Mounts was in um was in Discovery for us, mm-hmm. you know this dude. I don't know where some of the rest of them are, so that's good. Anyway, next up, um, this is CNET and no, no, <laughs> this is mine, right? Uh, Thor welcomes Deadpool to the Marvel family. Yes. So, folks, uh, before we get into that, I'm just going to bring up this nice little feature in in Chrome. If you right click on the tab. There is a mute tab button. You probably won't. You might not be able to see it on the on the video uh, if you are watching the video. But nevertheless, it's a tip. Right click, mute site. It might not stop the video, but it will definitely stop the sound. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to the news. Right. Yes. So uh, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, reached out on social media to Deadpool actor Ryan Reynolds to make him feel like he's part of the Marvel Disney tribe. With a <laughs> with an Instagram post, yes, which you can see um, on the video if you're if you're watching the video. And you should of, watch the video of a crossover, right? Of a crossover between Deadpool and Thor, basically their love child. That's uh, Hemsworth Hemsworth's joke. Slightly surprised that that actually hasn't happened in the comics. That's funny, or has it? <laughs> I, I got the feeling that it probably has in some other old some other characters. Well, ultimately, we uh, we've seen Spidey in Deadpool. We've seen Black Panther in Deadpool. So maybe, Here we go again. Wait, maybe, oh. me. I was gonna say that that was the autoplay on my end. Uh-huh. Um, just as I was trying to click off, I think I hit the volume button by accident. Um, <laughs> Damn you, autoplay! Yeah. Exactly. Um, who knows? Maybe this will be the next one we get. Right. Well, what I'm saying is like, uh, well, I'm surprised there wasn't a book with a Deadpool Thor in it before. Oh, that's what I mean. We'll wow. actually get like a crossover book. Right. Oh no, they, you're I, talking I crossover. I'm talking book. about an actual, yeah, you know, like him as I, Thor or something. Yeah. But regardless, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I wouldn't read that book, so it doesn't really matter. Um, next up, see there, there you go. I'm still auto playing, but it's but it didn't say anything. Uh, you know what I'm going to add real quick? Oh sure, go ahead. When you have a chance to when you have a chance to Google this Mike Mo actor. He actually uh, played, I guess, Ryu in a Street Fighter movie, in a more recent Street Fighter movie, not the Jean-Claude Van Damme one. Wait, not the Chun-Li one. I mean, no. Uh, oh, no. wait. Is he? Oh, wait. Okay. I think I don't. Yeah. This dude can definitely pull off Shang-Chi. Right. Well, yes. Yeah, if he's done that, then yeah, definitely. Um, he if definitely he's... And, he can, 
I was about to say, and it looks like he can bulk up a little too. So not that Shang Chi is bulky, but he could definitely bulk up from you know, like kind of like the regular build that he might be rocking to uh, to uh, like a slightly amplified Bruce Lee. Right. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm doing a uh, street. Yep. Yeah, okay. So he wasn't that one. Oh, I have never watched it, but I heard some decent things about that Street Fighter. Uh, Thing. Never watched it either, but just googling this, you know, like just uh, some still images of it. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, it was like a, so. There was a live action so for folks who didn't know. There were like actually there were two of them. Uh, there was a uh, Street Fighter Resurrection and Street Fighter uh, Assassin Assassin's Fist. Assassin's Fist is the one I was thinking of at first, and that was the first one from back in 2014. And then wow. there was Resurrection uh, in 2016, which I did not know was happening. He plays Ryu in both, but I think I've seen. I definitely have seen like clips of Assassin's Fist. Uh, so I probably have seen him as Ryu at that, and I didn't rec- put two and two together. But that's cool. So I'm not actually, now I'm going to have to go, go watch those. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, back to what we're talking about. Now, Avengers End Time, Runtime, Avengers Endgame, excuse me, Runtime reportedly revealed by AMC. Buckle up, folks, and bring your diapers, because if this is <laughs> correct... Um, this movie is going to be three hours and two minutes. Yeah, anyone who has experienced a little bit of incontinence needs to plan ahead. I mean, that, that is a serious thing. And we're not, yeah, exactly. Like Roddy Cat is making jokes about diapers, and that's what popped into my mind. I have um, seen, but I've seen that particular thing as far as, you know, it's like, yeah, like people were saying, like, I've seen things like when this article came out, it was like, hey, black churches have prepared me for this, which is true, because Lord knows the churches stay in a long time in the black churches. Um, and also, the fact that people were talking about, it was like, some people were like, how are you going to sit for a movie that long? And people were like, diapers, of course, duh. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is good. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to my cousin about this because uh, I talk about this rumor, and he was like, "That's kind of ridiculous." I'm like, "Well, it's possible because they've been getting longer and longer." Like, because in game was fairly long. Hmm. Um. Excuse me, not in game. Uh, Infinity War was fairly long. Yes. Which, as a reminder, folks, it this... started with Civil War. Yes. Civil well, yeah, War exactly. was the one that really took that that really took uh the two and a half hour plus thing. And no one cared or minded. And then uh I mean some people, you know, moaned you know, bitched and moaned about it, but oh, then oh, people were gonna do that you anyway. know exactly, but then we you know the the uh most of the solo movies we, that we learned were released in the interim were still running two twenty. Yes. So 215, 210 even. You know. So we're not talking about a huge difference in run times. And now we're talking about, you know, if you don't normally uh, get food for a movie, you may want to. Uh, you may also want to get a smaller drink just to, you know, just kind of sip it to, to keep hydrated, but not so much that you have to pee. Yeah. Um, this will be one of those times when the line for the bathroom will be long before the movie and you at the hope. end of the movie but not during the movie <laughs> unless they decide to do the rumored inter- interlude or intermission intermission yeah they yeah. still haven't they still haven't confirmed anything on that but exactly. that's definitely rumored so yeah like that buckle on folks and yeah i it's funny cuz i usually go in with snacks in hand um and Halfway through the movie or a quarter way through the movie, it's gone because I left me some popcorn and, and slushies. But that's just, that's just me. 
Um, you're gonna have to bring in some some more guns for this one. Right, but not at the gun, very not least, you have to, yeah, you may have to pace yeah. yourself just a little, um, just so that you have some energy to make it through three hours. But I'm sure this movie is going to be a roller coaster it's that's going to make it not move. feel like three hours. Yeah, it's, it should move. Right. The only thing that that the only thing that's going to make you feel like it's three hours is your butt. So, hey, luckily those, you know, those those seats are fairly those reclining seats are fairly comfortable. Right. That's if you can get a reclining yes. seat theater. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, most of they're, they're more prevalent now than they used to be. Sure. So, but yeah, if this rumor turns out to be true and I have I feel like I don't have any reason for it not to be <gasps> at this mm. point. It's going to be a long uh, movie regardless. Next up. Our next story, I think they revealed when the tickets go on sale. Um, I don't. Well, I want to say April second. According to this, it's rumor. This is a rumor site saying it's April second. I don't, and I saw Fandango out there today on Twitter, and I don't know. I don't think that has actually been announced. I think they removed their tweet about uh, the runtime as well. Hmm. Because yeah, or AMC was, did. Oh, okay. Because I tweeted, I retweeted it, and it's gone, and the, and the tweet itself isn't there anymore. Huh, weird, because I just saw a tweet uh, not an hour or two ago about, from Fandango about, basically, they got this, like, crossword puzzle type, or find a word type puzzle type thing, and it was like, hey, the first person, the first name you find is your sidekick in Avengers in War. And then, of course, people in the, the uh, comments are like, um, can we get some tickets? <laughs> or you know, yeah. Can, can can you put tickets on sale? Da, 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 da. So yeah, I'm not sure if they actually have done that yet. And this again is a rumor. So we'll see if that bears out. So we're only a month out. Or, Unreal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we're less than a month out now. Yeah, basically. As of the time of this t- of recording. Mm-hmm. So next up, speaking of in in game. Um, Avengers Endgame posters officially reveal who's alive and who's dead, and I'm slightly salty. Okay. Because, so, there's, of course, you know, um, and, it, oh, there's, and we'll get to the meme that's, that's followed suit after this, but, of course, you see, mm-hmm. you know, pictures of the, the original Avengers, and with the words, Avenge the Fallen, and, of course, the A in Fallen is, um, starts to, um, being snapped again starts disappearing. So you know you got face shots of everybody. You got as some people are calling him Mohawk Eye because of mm. his haircut, which I thought. That was <laughs> um, so you got all of them. You know, including Captain Marvel, uh, Nebula, Okoye, uh, Rhodey, Rocket. Which that's. That looks like face rig more than record. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Of course, Ant-Man. Uh, Valkyrie, we found out that Valkyrie's still around. So she's, it looks like she may be coming into the movie, which, mm-hmm. there you go. Wong, because, you know, he was chilling at the Sanctum. So he, wasn't, he wasn't going out there. <laughs> and he didn't get snapped. Pepper, uh, apparently happy, still, you know. Happy made it. Happy made it. But then we start getting into, and if you're watching the video, you can see me scrolling through this. And of course, we start seeing, you know, who got snapped, including um, T'Challa, um, Star Lord, which he needed it. <laughs> Damn him. Um, Doctor Strange, Spidey, 
that people still get choked up on that one. Scarlet Witch, Fury, Groot. You know, it goes on and goes on. Wasp, Sam, Bucky. Uh, but we also get apparently some more what we found out. Um, so apparently there's, if you're watching the video, you'll see they have a a, um, a, a poster of for Loki, who didn't mm-hmm. get snapped, uh, but got killed off in the beginning of, um, spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it by now, uh, um, <laughs> uh, Infinity War. And apparently there's an article going around saying that this might be a troll. But, I mean, technically he did get killed by Thanos. So it still checks out. But at the same time, it also brings up the fact that, you know, we've seen Loki die like three or four different times. So there's no certain if he's actually dead or not. Exactly. So, you know, we'll see how that bans out. And let's see, Nebula, she died by Thanos. Yeah, Gamora, excuse me, I'm sorry, Gamora, I don't know what I said. You know, it's Vision. And one we did not know about, apparently... One that had been teased. S- yes. Because we had seen the picture in uh, the trailers. Well, and and that, like I told someone on Twitter, the trailer doesn't really mean that much, because there's a lot in the trailer that doesn't necessarily bear out in the movie. Right, and but it was teased. Just, but yeah, so teased. I don't, I'm not counting that, and I'm still salty about this. <laughs> so... Again, and, and if you don't know what we're talking about, Shiri apparently got snapped off screen. So uh, I'm like, really? Like, five will get to ten. It's going to be, an, it, it's going to come to the forefront at the beginning of uh, Endgame because they're going to have to deal with whoever's in charge of Wakanda. Sure. Given that, given that, uh, given that T'Challa's not there, and now Shiri's not there, so who's next in line for the throne? Well, Ramonda's still around, so. Right, but right. That's the point, you know. Yeah. Like who's who? Who would who would uh who would take uh charge of Wakanda? In but the how the hell? No, so let's get back to this. How the hell are you gonna snap the the, the second smartest person in the universe? And, and man, look. I mean, I'm glad okay you made. Don't get me wrong. This editor- I was gonna say this editorial is the. Uh, oh, this, <laughs> this is, is totally me. the view of this is totally Rocky me. <laughs> yes, so this is no one else has nothing to do with anybody else on the panel but me. But anyway, I, I'm not even gonna go over and follow the like. How the hell? That's all That's I'm gonna funny. say. And we're gonna move on. See, I don't feel as strongly about it because oh. while we know that, uh, while we know that the uh, the Russos have already come out, I don't know if you have a story about this or not. Um, later on, but uh, the, the the roosters have already come out and said, "Yeah, we're trying to you know mess with your minds when we cut these trailers because we're not trying to." Uh, I think we've we've had you know, a we're similar... not trying to spoil things and we're going to throw you a bunch of curveballs. We we've had an article like that before, so. right? So ultimately, while while you know you have to take everything you see in the trailer with a grain of salt, which is uh, why I didn't take that thing, you know. Right, but one of those one of those things I didn't was showing Shuri's face on. You know, people had screen grabbed that. I was like, oh, you know what? She probably did get snapped because everyone else they're showing on those screens got snapped. So, um, which still goes back to my original thing about it. it was like, how the hell? Do-? I mean, and yet they, there's a lot said, of people that got snapped off screen. Well, yeah, like basically, and we said it. We, we even talked about Infinity War. So yeah. basically, they just brought it back to to, to the core Avengers group, and mm-hmm. you know, like they probably snapped up all of it. Wakanda, knowing those bastards. Anyway, um, <laughs> um well, just, we saw what I was going to say is we saw the 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 aftermath of the snapping on mm-hmm. the the battlefield 
because yes. uh, how many Jabari actually um, got snapped around uh, Mbaku when uh, right. uh, when he's standing there, like looking around, like what is going on? And there's like people disappearing left and right around him. Right. Uh, so it's not you know it's not terribly surprising to see uh, the number of uh, the number of Wakandans getting uh, you know getting halved. Yeah, right. Wait, then wait, then. It probably wouldn't have. They probably hold that one. But anyway, I'm I'm a that's that's that is my editorialization. We won't go in there. We're just gonna move <laughs> on before I before I get upset. Um, oh boy! All right. Next up, so, um, so, the Endgame meme pays tribute to other fallen characters. So, so this is hilarious. I, you, I, I sent one to you. The one I sent yes. to you. Yes. 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 So so this was the internet. Just having doing what it does. A flat out ball with the with that meme. Responding so quickly, yeah, with all of the characters that should be avenged, the fallen <laughs> characters that should be avenged. <laughs> oh, I didn't see this one. From Ned Stark, yes. To Han Solo from uh, the Fast and the Furious, yes. Um, to Luigi from from the Mario series, yeah. Bambi's Bambi. mom. <laughs> It was Bandy B's yeah. mom, I think. Bandy's mom, I presume. Yeah. Oh, uh, a number of characters. Yeah. So. It, they. It was. It was. It was. It went straight up stupid. It was funny. Well, <laughs> uh, ultimately, it's something that oh. is great. Oh no, is that uh, Vine? Vine. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. Oh, that's terrible. But it was so good. Um. Wait, what is this one? Oh well, we don't know what happened to the flurkin. So. Yeah, we don't know if Goose got snapped. We yeah, know we, we hadn't know. seen him since or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Ed Norton and and, <laughs> and Terrence Howard. <laughs> oh man! Oh Avenge no! Me. Avenge me, Maine. <laughs> um, all right, Darcy. Uh, okay. Oh no! Yeah. Um, oh no! Relax <laughs> on a farm. Oh, I didn't see this one. So they got a picture of Thanos' head and says relax on a farm. Which that's that's fun. Anyway, like I said, it was it was it was it was a lot done. <laughs> yeah, that's the internet coming through. Yeah. And that actually has provided a lot of laughs over the last few days. So that's um that's just great work on on, on the meme totally. makers around the internet. Yeah, totally. But anyway, and and I think that that meme is actually still probably flourishing, so I'm sure there will be more out there. I um, love it. It's like uh, if you great. Google "Avenge the Fallen," you come up with like the templates that you can put the pictures in, and right. it's <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, there's, there's been some really, really, really good ones on uh, that wasn't even in this article. So that's just stupid. That's just funny. Um, anyway, next up, I think that's me. Oh, wait. Oh, there's also one of, uh, Simba and Mufasa. Yeah. That was, I think that was in there. Yeah. It's got to hit hard for fans of the Lion King. I'm like, oh, but why'd you do it? <laughs> I know, right? That, that was, that was kind of messed up. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. But anyway. Moving on. Oh, no. There's going to be you got next. Mortar- yeah. There's going to be another Mortal Kombat movie? Oh, jeez. Anyway, um, Captain Marvel soars past another major milestone off his box office milestone. Uh, I believe it is now pushing 910 million. It, it's pushing its way to 1 billion. Uh, 
I know somebody who I think has seen it three times. Nice. Yeah. So I've seen it the one, and you can definitely count on my Blu-ray uh, right. purchase. So. Same here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Blu-ray, one just came out this week. When we, I don't think we have any news about it, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. I'm bringing it up anyway. Um, so yeah, it's it's putting in the dough. So good stuff. Oh, um, it next says, up. Oh wait, it also says uh, it it has surpassed Wonder Woman earlier this week, uh, and also Batman v Tubes, and some other. And wait, oh no, I hadn't. Okay, yeah, go ahead and mention it now. Aquaman just came out this week on on uh, Blu-ray. Okay, and it, it did not it did not pass it because I think uh, Aquaman. In fact, I'm seeing that Aquaman did hit one billion mark. Yes, so it's got still got a little ways to go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and if we didn't say it last week, and I think we did, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse also out on Blu-ray. Yes, yes. So go check uh, Kevin Smith uh, returns the Captain Marvel love in the Jay and Silent Bob uh, movie reboot. So I saw this article, and it's pretty cool. They actually have um, uh, one of the characters, uh, Jason Lee's Brody in the yep. movie, pick up uh, a copy of one a of the more recent. recent. Yeah, Captain yeah one of the more recent Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel number ones. Yeah, uh, and I'll just go ahead and say in my stupid, snarky way that yeah, this probably wouldn't have happened if uh, if Kevin Smith wasn't being referenced in Captain Marvel. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, he's uh, more likely to put DC stuff in his movies. So, and there are some. I mean, and probably and surely there are some probably in there in another shot. But right. yes, the, that wall you can see with that picture, if that even makes the final cut, it's got a lot of Marvel and some other stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, there will be some some Kevin Smith written Green Arrow stuff. I'm sure in there somewhere, if not other DC stuff. But yeah, like I said, I don't think that would have happened if Captain Marvel didn't get, didn't reference him. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's going to be another J.M. Silent Bob movie. Also, that's crazy. Anywho, that's the thing. It's still a nice gesture, even though you know, a little whatever. Next up, uh, Angelina Jolie in talks to make Marvel debut with the Eternals, which is apparently... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What happened to my sounds? <laughs> they like they got minimized. No, I think oh, they got, got shifted. No, no, they got shifted over. Ah, Maleficent don't love, want you to do it. I got to love my, uh, my, my, uh, my dual monitor setup. It, it, you know, it, my, uh, my soundboard went flying. <laughs> so here we go. I was slightly surprised that you went with that sound effect, but yes. So right, cool. because I don't mind Angelina Jolie. To be Not honest, I actually like her as an as as an actress, and I think that um, I'm glad. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm glad that uh, she's being considered for a role in this movie. And I'll let you do the story, hmm. and then I'll get into uh, I'll get into uh, where I thought she should have been cast. But go on. Well, I mean, there's not really much else to say that one, she's in talks for the internals, which is still a good thing, and that she's already in the Disney family, folks, because if you did not know, she played, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you do, she played Malef- in the movie, she was the starring role in the um, Maleficent movie. Sure. And I think there's another one that's apparently coming out. So, you know, she's sure. she's already she's already in the fam. This is this is just a, a sidestep. But nevertheless... But this is the now. But now we're talking about Marvel, right? And 
um, we're talking about superheroes specifically, and, you, and immediately you start thinking about casting and where she fits. She's already and, played Lara Croft, so. Right. I've read <laughs> that they're looking at uh, Cersei, which is great, which is a great casting. That would choice. be awesome. And also, kind of, again, she's played Maleficent. Maleficent so. Right. Yeah. That's right. Listen, that is right up her alley. Yep. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's remarkably, you know, on the dot casting yeah. when it comes to how Cersei has been portrayed as, you know, the, the eternal Cersei, um, not the C-I-R-C-E from uh, uh, Greek mythology, but the, the S-E-R-S-I. Or from, from Game of Earth. Thrones. Right. Um, so that oh, particular that would be Cersei, funny if they did that. What's that? <laughs> Tell Icarus I did this. <laughs> right. So, um, so bottom line, you know, that's pretty on point casting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still don't know what this Eternals movie is going to do. I personally would have been happy if she had been cast as Medusa. Um, if they had actually done an Inhumans movie. That would I thought she would have been... I thought she would have been a, done a phenomenal job hmm. being the mouthpiece, you know, the, the 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 speaking voice of Black Bolt. You know the suit would fit nicely. Yeah, so you know, I, I'm you know, I'm mildly disappointed that they couldn't make Inhumans as a feature film. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that's still really that, that I'm still really irked by that, but I think maybe they were ahead of their time when they were doing Inhumans. And it's a shame that they're not going to try to reboot it. And yeah, they could. Go Eternals. I mean, they could. I mean, after Eternals comes out and be like, "Hey, let's, let's let's take another stab at this." But I hope so. But now they, you know. But then, you know, like I said, they'd have to <laughs> cast someone else as Medusa. So. Right. Uh, or you could go to route as Chris Evans, which that's a slightly different situation. Okay. Um, which you know played who has played you know two different Marvel characters. Anyway. Actually, there was, there was a story I was going to get to in clickbait, but I had to remember to do that before we go to the other news. So let's push this along and go to the next story. Um, the animators behind Into the Spider-Verse got together to create their own fantastic audio commentary, speaking of Into the Spider-Verse, because apparently they didn't, they weren't given a chance to do it on the DVD, on the Blu-ray. So the this was released this past Friday uh, at the time of this recording. Um... And it's out there on the internet somewhere. And there's basically the animators, uh, a group of animators talking about the process and kind of stuff. I hadn't listened to it yet, but I will definitely check that out because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some interesting um, insights in there. So next. Uh, so apparently, uh, now that Disney officially owns 21st Century Fox, the... Uh, some of the, the X-Men movies that were set to uh, be close to release are now in limbo. So, you know, so much so that now Arya Stark, a.k.a. Maisie Williams, doesn't know when the blankety-blank New Mutants is coming out either. So apparently she's been asked uh, when um, Josh Boone's horror-centric film um, is going to drop. Um the first trailer dropped way back in October of 2017, mm-hmm. and it's been pushed again with a uh, last announced release date of August 2nd, 2019. But now, according to Aria, even that's uncertain. Yes. So we'll see if that movie sees the light of day or not. Right, because apparently, from what I read, 
I think in a separate article, there's still reshoots that needed to be done. Exactly, and it, it was still hasn't happened yet. Right. Yeah, I think we talked about that at, at some point. Um, but even from then, it still hasn't happened. So, yeah, go figure. Uh, next up, Disney Channel actress cast as Ravager, Ravager on Disney Universe series Titans. So, we, we talked about Jericho. Now we got Rose. Uh, the family's here, and I think they had already cast Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea T. Zhang has been cast as Rose Wilson, a.k.a. Ravager. So I'm sure there's going to be a, um, a Deathstroke-centered... This is clearly a Deathstroke-centered season. Definitely. And I'm trying to remember the the, the Titans, uh, the classic Titans thing. That they well, did. in the co- I was about to say in the comics, Deathstroke was front and center as issue number two. Right. So, um, but no, I was just thinking event wise. But yeah, right. Um, just as a quick aside, I actually did. I, I think I mentioned this on the show. I actually sat down and watched Teen Titans Go the Go to the movies. Oh, good. Um, it's on HBO. Yes, and uh, I, I sat down and watched it, and I got a kick out of it. It was amusing. Yeah, it's I, I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen from what I've seen of it, it's it's, it's pretty amusing. Right, the, and it just makes me pine for the days when the Teen Titans cartoon was actually a little bit more adult oriented. <laughs> before they went to go, you know. Oh, stop it! Uh, I mean, that was that's a lot of people's beef, though. Which, yeah, it's definitely not that. It's a totally different thing. So. It is what it is. It has it. Has All right. Uh, next up. All right. So, Legends of Tomorrow's mid-season trailer gives us one hell of a good look at the adventures ahead. So, speaking, uh, of, let me just speaking list of silly off. things, what's that? I said, speaking of silly things, yeah, let me but, just list off some of the things you see in this: Mexican wrestlers, a Bollywood dance sequence, an RV road trip to Disney World. Mm-hmm. With an unconscious President Nixon in the back seat. Okay. Yeah. Now, Legends has always, always been a little goofy. That's why I love about it. Um, I need to catch up. And uh, I don't know if you're watching the video, you will see the gif of um, um, of uh, folks from the show playing other other uh, DC characters, such as uh, which actually wait is that Supergirl not actually down there? Yeah, it is. So, yeah. Supergirl, Arrow, and The Flash are being played by people that are not them. So, who knows where that's going, but it is what it is. That's, that show's fun. Next. Um, oops. What is going on there? Uh, Batman Returns star Michelle Pfeiffer breaks out her Catwoman whip. So apparently uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was going through some things and she found the the whip uh, that she apparently kept after her Batman Returns. Meow. <laughs> what I was going to say is that um, uh, I wonder if she kept the costume too. I know, right? I thought about that. The, costume, like, uh, the costume's kind of iconic. Yeah. For better or for worse. Um, I don't know. So, so, so she took to her Instagram and showed it off. And I don't know if she uh, to, with a video. Um, I don't know if she said anything about it or the costume. I'm pretty sure people have asked in the comments because she got a lot of comments underneath it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the thing that happened. Next, 
Oh, I got to get this story. So, Zack Snyder, uh, who we used to feel bad for because he did have a tragedy happen in his family life, does, you know, kind of uses up a lot of the goodwill. Mm -hmm. Because apparently um, he responded to the fact that the Batman that is portrayed in his films uh, whacks people, as in kills them. Uh, Zack Snyder says, wake the blankety blank up. Um, you know, uh, he shared his thoughts on some of the negative responses to his DCEU films during a Watchmen's Director's Cut Q&A broadcast on, on his Vero. Vero, which he's probably then, one of the only few people that is actually still using Vero. And then shared on Reddit. Yes. So, so yeah, he's... Uh, you and know, as, a, as if, and as uh, uh, some people have said on my Twitter timeline, Zack Snyder fans are the worst, and that's kind of been showing up to be true. <laughs> because you know, what 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 bothers me the most about this is that these are characters that aren't you know not all comic book characters are the same, right. and you know they're not all the Frank Miller version, you know. Which is, I think, what he's all he's all fixated on. He's fixated on this era of comics, this grim and gritty era of comics that was like that's that started with uh, Dark Knight Returns and was kind of bookended by Three Hundred. Mm. He is just in love with that era of people getting whacked and you know lots of blood and gore, you know, being interspersed with superhero stories. And even then, Batman wasn't killing people. So it's kind of remarkable for me to read this uh, coming out of this fool's mouth because it's like he doesn't understand that what he's portraying isn't necessarily an Elseworlds story. It's supposed to be the main Batman. And the bigger issue is not real. (laughs) He's a fictitious character. Who cares? I mean, yes, people take their Batman very seriously, but come on, really? Right. Right, because ultimate, but like I said, ultimately it's all in the portrayal of the character. And if you don't, and if sure. you disagree with the portrayal of the character, you can voice your opinions on such. You know, on, and on, they on, do. And and guess what? You can also get the the uh, rebuttals from them, also just in kind. Right. Um. But yeah. So that's been a thing, and it's also been mean because it's been from even like Colbert kind of uh, mocked, um, you know, uh, mocked his 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 uh, his little rant on this show and and people on the internet have been taken to it in the ways that people in the duet do. Um, oh, and also there apparently is a, I didn't put in an article in the lineup cause who cares, but apparently there is a Snyder cut of, of, um, justice league and it's like three and somewhat hours long. Who cares? We got what we got. <laughs> or at least that's what some people are saying on the internet. I don't know. Next up. I was about to say, until he comes out and says that he has it in his hands and he's controlling when it's going to be released, it doesn't exist. Right. Or if it, it should at, at this point, because like, it's okay, whatever. It's, it's, it's not, not going to make it any different or that much different, I don't think. Um, who knows? Anyway, Umbrella Academy Easter eggs, even fans of the comics miss. So uh, Umbrella Academy show has came out on Netflix and uh, I haven't watched it. Have you? Not yet. Yeah, I don't know too much about the comic anyway, so I, these Easter eggs wouldn't do me any good. But regardless, apparently there are plenty in the first season, uh, or in this season, which has been 10 episodes. Cool. Yeah. Next up. 
Uh, speaking of Easter eggs, every Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery Easter egg and hidden reference you might have missed listed in this handy dandy article. Yes, because Easter egg articles are, are you know, are, are the thing next to lists, uh, which I will take Easter egg articles over lists any day. For Star Trek. Well, but, it is a list article. But okay. Well, I mean, yeah, but, yeah I mean, but I'm talking, you're right, I know but I mean, mean strictly, yeah. I know what you mean. Yes. So... And since I'm not caught up on Discovery, we're going to move past that real quick. And to go to Bitterroot Comic, uh, Legendary Acquires Jazz Age Tale of Monster Hunters in Hollow Which means, yes, folks, Bitterroot, that dope comic by uh, David F. Walker, Green, and Chuck Brown, hometown folks, the, the, last, the latter part, uh, has been picked up by Legendary Pictures. Uh, and it's going to be made into a film, animated or live action. It doesn't quite say, but you know that, that, that this is still happening. Um, Congratulations! Yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. So, oh, and shout out to speaking of Sanford Green, but shout out to Sanford Green who has a um, an art showing next week here at the local at the. Um, Columbia Museum of Art, um, and I think it's going to be going for a few days after that, actually, uh, or for a week or two. I might try to go to a day. I don't know if he's going to be there or not, but it, so there's going to be showcasing a lot of his art uh, uh, there, and that's going to be pretty cool. So, I'm hoping to go check that out. But yeah, definitely, um, you know, it's a cool thing for Bitterroot because that that um, the book is actually pretty good. So. Um, you know what's funny? You know what's if, funny? Someone did a someone did a meme of Avengers: The Fall and with uh, the Teen Titans, the uh, the the older Teen Titans uh, uh, group, and like the extent the expanded characters. Of course, it um, did. <laughs> you know that's online too. Sure, pretty funny. Um, before we, nice. Before we go into um. Before we go into the comic book news, I'm just going to share a couple things from clickbait sections real quick. Uh, C2E2 happened, by the way, so there's going to be some news coming out of that, including a, an, uh, uh, an interview with Jason Aaron about War of the Realms and Conan, so that's in clickbait. Um, Amy, Amy Hennig, um, if you are versed in video games, you know that name, um, is discussing her canceled Star Wars game, which was 1313, that uh, got shelved by EA. Um, and there's an article talking about that. Robert Workman, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and one I wanted to get to, uh, speaking of uh, superhero movies, oh no, that's so stupid. Um, is, Pot, is, Pot, is Scott Pilgrim versus the world the greatest ensemble of comic book actors ever? Now, if you've seen Scott Pilgrim, it is a great movie and you should see it. Um, um, directed by Edgar Wright. Uh, there were a few definitely comic book based folks there. They're stretched with a couple of them, but nevertheless, it still works out. The, the notables are, as you can see in this picture, um, Brandon Routh, who played one of the evil exes. Um, Chris Evans was in it as a one of, one of the other evil exes. Apparently, according to this article, Michael Sarah has um, 
he voiced uh, Robin in the Lego movie. Again, it's kind of a stretch, but never is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who plays Ramona, is in Birds of Prey, the new the, the movie that's coming out uh, whenever that comes out. Didn't know that. And again, I talked about Chris Evans and uh, Brandon Routh. Uh, oh, this one's also kind of stretched, but nevertheless, we'd also take it. Um, well, Mae Whitman, she's done a lot of voice work. You know, you you might know her from um, Young Lois Lane. I mean, excuse me, Superman animated series, Wonder Girl and Young Justice, Batgirl on Batman Brave and Bold, DC Superheroes. Or, I don't know, a little um, cartoon called Lavatar, Avatar, The Last Airbender, where she played Katara, which I didn't mention. Okay. So, but, yeah, but yeah, she was also in this movie. But, yeah, that was, I thought, I only brought that up because you should check out Scott Pergam because it's a great movie. Um, and apparently, uh, the Blue Marvel was on a cover, on the cover of a somebody's album, which may or may not have come out. I don't know. And there's a story about that. Regardless, let's get to the, the, the news. Alrighty. Oh, I thought you, had so, a, thought you had a thing for that. Hold on. I'm scrolling. I'm, I'm still scrolling past the clickbait. Um, and there was some solicits that still came out. Uh, but yeah, I was about to say, like, know. clickbait is going on for a while. No, it's not that much. No, uh, I'm just, I'm scrolling down. I'm like, you know, it's longer than usual. Yeah. So uh, we're going to transition into C2E2. This is the thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of News, first mm-hmm. two issues of Shazam return with second printings. So, congrats to Shazam, which the issue, what, four or five just came out this week? Four. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah, they're getting second printings. Good on them. Next. Next up, Tom King teases Catwoman and a huge event in an essential comic, Batman number 75. So we've talked about Tom King's 100 plus issue planned arc, uh, planned storyline on Batman. So apparently something's going to be uh, revealed or settled or dealt with when it comes to the relationship between Batman and Catwoman. In number 75, uh, we're how far away are we from 75 at this point? I'm not sure what number we're up to. I don't even know. What we're like 67, 68, something like that. Yeah, so we're not too far away. We're talking about before the end of this year, sure. Because if I'm not mistaken, it's still bi weekly, so uh, yeah. it's coming out at a pretty good pace, which will still outpace the next article. Oh no, no. <laughs> Um, Doomsday Clock number 10 pushed back five weeks. So, um, our notion that it might not make the, this thing will not make the end of the year. Right. Maybe, um, may have some foundation. Right. We've (laughs) joked, you know, I definitely have joked much to, uh, PCN underscore dirt chagrin that Doomsday Clock won't finish within the calendar year 2019. Who knows? It might be something that comes out on the last day, the last Wednesday in December. Yes, you which, know, like number which, twelve will drop the last Wednesday in December, and which we'll just should get be it some out under the gun. Kind of record, because <laughs> what this thing came out last year, or it started to come out what two years ago, isn't it? Or last year? 
No idea. I lost track of it. And once I dropped it, that's the yeah, thing. Basically. Like once I dropped it, um, it wasn't not until the most recent issue, number nine, where PCN underscore dirt said, Hey, you can read this now. It's safe to read. You don't need to have read anything before. Right. That you can jump on. And I read it and I was like, okay, now I'm caught up. So <coughs> excuse me. So it's funny that once we get to an issue that is safe for everyone to read. We're not going to see the next one until, you know, for another month. So according to this, uh, yes, it started November 2017. Wow. And should have ended in December of last year. Or Wow. Yeah. Listen, I remember going to the New York Comic Con panel when they announced it. So, <laughs> or when they, when they previewed it. Not They had already announced it, but they previewed it. And they previewed some art. At a at a panel, so that's it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Um, move right along, though. <laughs> Unlike Doomsday Clock, right. um, Sony battles DC Comics over zero hour TM, which seems a bit late because zero hour was an event from from years ago, nineteen ninety four, according to your notes. Uh huh. Um, so apparently, yeah, and I'm trying to figure out what, so in December 2017, uh, weirdly enough, Sony filed a trademark application for the title, uh, the patent office rejected the application in September last year, as the examiner found it was likely to cause confusion with DC's mark, and I'm not sure how, but that's trademark law for you folks. Um... So now Sony has taken the fight to the, to the board, of course, and claiming that DC has not shown sufficient use of the mark in the print, which is probably true, because when was the last time they even brought up Zero Hour in any significant fashion? Well, in the wake of the multiple crises, that's probably the only time that it gets brought up ever. Sure. You know, but maybe in, in the abstract, I don't even think they name it. So Sony may have a case. So, okay, apparently, so the cancellation filed on March 21st comes after the technology company published the Firewall Zero Hour video game for its PlayStation console last year. I don't even know this game. I've never heard of this game. Got me. Um, and again, Zero Hour, the, the comic event. I don't see how that's... Well, anyway, just, yeah. It is what it is, and, and patent law is stupid. I mean, it's it has to be done. I recognize that, but <laughs> it gets crazy. Right, well, sometimes. some of the yeah, I was going to say some of the some of the things it protects against, you know, uh, are controversial to say the least. So. Yes. Alrighty. Next. Next up, uh, there's a new launch trailer revealed for War of the Realms. So apparently, a trailer video was released that uh, shows that no corner of the Marvel universe will be untouched. And that seems apparent if you've seen the solicits for next month. Yep. Um, Because holy cow. And speaking of that, uh, along with that, uh, Marvel's World of Realm number one debuts script at C2E2, which I said uh, just happened this past weekend. Mm -hmm. But getting back to World of Realms at hand, there is also, uh, along with a trailer. There's a theme song. There is a theme song. By mindless self indulgences, Jimmy Urine. Nope, it's um, Urine. 
Is it really? It is because I was giving I was giving uh, Jimmy some credit. Yeah, no, because I would listen to. So this came out on uh, this weekend pot Marvel podcast recently, mm-hmm. and they said they pronounced it urine. Okay. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, and you can listen to that uh, if you want to um, on that podcast or the video that's attached to this thing. You, you know, it's, there you go. Doesn't sound that bad. I, just, I guess it's they basically was like, hey, we needed a theme song, and it's they, something to come up with. Next up, uh, Marvel Comics announces Absolute Carnage event because Lord knows there has can't be another can't go a year without a, a symbiote event. Well, it's been a while since we had a Carnage-centric event. Yeah, but we had a Venom one. It's still That's the true. same difference. Maximum Carnage! Exactly. Um, so, a long time ago, man. Yeah. Um, including a video game. Um, Marvel, which I think came way after the fact, but regardless. Mm-hmm. Marvel announced this at C2E2 again, um, and the press release came on online later on. It looks like this is going to be from Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman with colorist Frank Martin. Um, and I think it's going to... Oh, the lead up to the event will start in Spider-Man, Superman... Excuse me, Spider-Man, Superman. Spider-Man Venom, number one. Um, wait, that already happened. March 5th. And the event will start in August. There you go. Yeah. Um. Next up. Next up, writer Jonathan Hickman, we as we talked about last week, is going to launch two new X-Men titles starting in July, following the end of the current Age of X-Men story, as announced during the Next Big Thing panel at C2E2. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We talked about it last week, where this is what I was anticipating, that this was going to be the launch coming out of Age of X-Men. So, um, you know, it seems like that was just a natural fit to bring in a new voice on um, X-Men. And that's, uh, it's interesting that he's going to be rocking two titles, but knowing Hickman and the way he can really produce, well, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, scripts for comics, that's not unheard of for him. Well, again, yeah, because it goes back to his, the last event he did for Marvel, which he had uh, two Avengers books under his belt. Exactly. So it works out. And the, the where he just can't fit in all of his ideas into one book. Yeah. So, you know, will we see a Secret Wars slash Infinity for the X, um, the X folks? I started to say X Clan. <laughs> but, so, yeah, so the two books are House of X and Powers of X. Um, mm. So, Pepper Larez will draw House of X, and RB Silver will draw Powers of X. Uh, Marty Gracia will color both. And yeah, expect more Hickman mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. I don't know. I might actually read it. Who knows? Uh, what I was going to add is just if you're looking for a place to jump on, if just for one or two issues, this is the time. You know, you don't need to. You don't need to uh, burden yourself with trying to catch up on Age of X Men and all the tie-ins that are coming out right now. I don't read them. Yeah, although I do want to read that Nightcrawler one, um, but I haven't. Because I, I flipped a couple of pages of that one. There's, there's interesting. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's the thing. Look forward to that in June. Or July. Mm-hmm. Um, next up. So, 
along with that uh, in C2E2, we already know about World of Realms. We already know about the, what Hickman's doing. We already know about House of uh, excuse me, um, Absolute Carnage. Apparently, there's going to be another event because, you know, they did say they were going to stop doing events. And I know, line-wide events every five, uh, but they're still doing many events every every other second. There's going to be another event type thing in December, sounds like. Um, and I don't think we know what that is, but this was the live blog from, from uh, uh, coverage of C2E2 from the Next Big Thing uh, panel. Uh, so yeah, look forward to another event, which wait, maybe, oh, um, no, this might not be it. So I'll just go ahead and, and put this next one in because mm-hmm. apparently there isn't going to be another event, um, taking off of one that just ended. Marvel comics announces secret warps event. Jeez Louise. But what I love about this is where they're actually taking place. And you're about to tell us exactly. And it's going to take place in a bunch of, um, annuals. That's where they should be. Yeah. Like, That's it, used, old like it used to be. Exactly. So uh, it's going to be, what, six annuals, and it will focus on a different Infinity Warps can- uh, character. Because uh, annuals, apparently, you can have one after one issue and or an event now. Apparently, mm. <laughs> the rules have changed. But yeah, annuals used to be where the big events, uh, if you're of a certain vintage. You know, read comics for a while. That's where the events used to take place every year. Nice self-contained. Although sometimes they ran, you know, line-wide or group-wide, you know, mm-hmm. depending on the event. So, this is that. And this is going to start in July, so this is, still has nothing to do with it, whatever's going to go in uh, um, December, which we still don't have any, don't think we have any news on yet. Okay. Uh, next up, you want to talk about this since you reviewed? Uh, uh, you know what? We can kind of go past this. We talked about uh, so Riri and her mom get real in Iron uh, Heart number four. It's basically um, uh, Riri and her mom and her mom have a nice little heart to heart about some things uh, during the course of the issue. It was a good that would could have been a potential flick of the week, uh, but okay, yeah, we can move on. Next. All right. Next up, uh, Valkyrie is getting her own series in the wake of Marvel's War of the Realms. It's going to be um, co-written by Jason Aaron and Al Ewing, which is a good, you know, that's actually a, yep. a, a sign of a, of, a, of a good pedigree. And, uh, and it's I going to give I, her a spotlight. Yes, uh, I think both have, yeah, I think both have written her before. Now, to keep in mind that this is OG Valkyrie, not the one from... Uh, the, the the movie the the MCU version who was right. just in Exiles, um, who actually has last been seen in Oz Guardians of the Galaxy, which I guess also makes sense since that book's still kind of around. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say both of them were written. I'm not even sure because um, I have to see who wrote uh, Fearless Defenders. I don't think that was him actually. It wasn't Al Ewing. Anyway, doesn't matter. She's getting her own book. Um. Alrighty. Next, Next up. up. Marvels gets new story. Busick Ross new this is a weirdly worded title. Marvel gets new story. Busick Ross story for 25th anniversary. That is how the title went. I did not know yep. that. Um, 
So Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross will create a new Marvel's one-shot as a part of the 25th anniversary of Marvel's, which I guess ex- also explains why the the Marvel's annotated um, is, uh, are coming out. Well, yeah, it's the anniversary, so that's why the annotated uh, versions are coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty cool that they're putting out something new. I've never um, read Marvel's. Have you? I have uh, my copy of the trade paperback signed by both Busiek and nice. Alex Ross. Nice. Um, um, uh, th- I love that story. It's great. Um, you know, I picked up uh, Marvel's Eye of the Camera as well afterwards as mm. the, the follow-up, but that wasn't painted by uh, by uh, Alex Ross. <laughs> painted. This nice. is some great stuff. What was that? What would you say? No, you just you, I like you, you. You said painted, but yeah, yeah. So, but. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm not looking forward to rebuying um, the <laughs> annotated version. Right. I think I might hold off until the trade comes out. Because, I was about to say, yeah, wait till they bundle that. And, yeah. Right, because I'd be happy to get all get get it all reissued with the new content. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, speaking of bundling, but that's next at the but that's stories after the next one, and so right. I think this is you. Right. So. Mark Wade is writing the history of the Marvel Universe. So Mark Wade and artists Javier Rodriguez and Alvaro Lopez are going back to the beginning for the history of the Marvel Universe. I wonder if this is going to be like Marvel Saga. I don't know. I'm also kind of wondering because you have stuff like um, Life Story, which came out what, last week or this week for, Mar- for Spidey. And I think they're doing something for some of the other characters. Yeah. yeah. They're doing that for some other characters. So I wonder if this is in line with that also. Or this is just like, this is basically a straight, you know, just seems like this is a straight history, like you said, Marvel Saga style. Right. Um, so, neat. And we could have had something like that for DC, but they scrapped it. Actually, they didn't. It just you know, was a thing that just didn't didn't work out. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, six-issue miniseries by Mark Waite and Javier Rodriguez. Um, it is going to happen sometime because we don't have a date. So, look out for that. Um, next up. So, I am quite leery of getting stuff from this site, but I put this in here just in case it's an actual thing because I have not seen it shown anywhere else, but um, official handbook of the Marvel Universe gets an omnibus. I almost sent it to use this prize to this, by the way, uh, Agent 70, and more for 2019. Uh, so I do know for a fact that this was not in the solicits, and this seems like this is coming out. Uh, anyway, to get to the actual story. Um, so yeah, they are going to make an omnibus for the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, and I feel like we were just talking about this fairly recently. Right, we were talking about this recently, so I, I wonder if that lends some more credence to the story. Um, you know, I have the essential uh, copies, which are black and white, I'm presuming, you know, I, just a quick read of the, the, the notes on this article is that it's the uh, official 1983 right, handbook, it's the original which version. had 15, right, which had 15 issues and it's likely going to be in color. It might be recolored the way uh, some of the other omnibi are recolored, mm-hmm. like the, the, the Simonson Thor omnibus, for example. Mm-hmm. So that would be pretty cool to see, especially in hardcover. Yes. Which but, is cool. Yeah. 
you know, all, the only thing I was going to add is that there's other, you know, official Marvel handbooks like updates and stuff. But I right. guess that's the that's the main volume that people, you know, think of when they think of the uh, the the official Marvel handbook. Right. It's curious that they went with this one, but I mean, granted, it's classic, you know, in its own right. right. So it makes sense. But like you said, there are other more updated ones. Mm-hmm. So I was curious. And it says here, so I think I saw, I know classic, but shout out to classic material was kind of excited about this one. Uh, it doesn't say they're doing book of the day, which I think came in the later issues, right? Later. It didn't come in the original 15. Did it? I don't remember. I think it did because I think, I think it was like one through 13 and then 14 and 15 was, was like this? book of the dead and right. weapons. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, I could, you know, I, you know, after the show, I can always check that out and sure. we can get back to you guys on this. Yeah, but regardless, stories yeah, we have a few stories to uh, take a look at. Yeah, but regardless, that is the thing that looks like it's coming out in November. Um, it's still a while away. You'll get more details on it, and uh, we'll have more details for you. Right, and apparently, there's also going to be. I guess there's a couple other ones coming along with this. And there's a, a Ditko is amazing king size. Uh, that collects Amazing Fantasy 15, Amazing Spider-Man's 3, and a bunch of other Spider-Man stuff from Ditko. Um, Ditko. Okay. okay. So that's another thing that's coming out in December. And of course, and uh, not of course, and another um, omnibus is Iron Man, The Mask and the Iron Man. Omnibus, excuse me, which collects um, Iron Man from 1993, 1-2, 26-49 and annual. That is also coming out the same day in December, according to Bleeding Cool. So we'll see if all this comes to pass. Because like I said, I hadn't seen any of this anywhere else. Oh, apparently they're going to do. Did you mention that uh, they're going to do a Jim Lee X Men too? Um, I don't think that did it. Was it in here? Jim Lee was mentioned for certain, but uh, that would be some pretty cool stuff to look at. But I don't. I don't see any here outside of they mentioning it. Outside of, uh, but yeah, it doesn't mention that one, so that might have been somewhere else. But yeah, cold beans. Uh, next up, wow, uh, me. So no, no, I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of you know gawking at the idea of some of these collected. You know, it's kind of cool that the omnibus, the color, the full color omnibus, mm-hmm. omnibi. I mean. They're pulling out some of the, the, the really cool things that we all have in our collections. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty colored, hopefully. Um, these are not cheap. Yeah. These are like usually 100 bucks a pop at least. So. Yep. And I guess we'll have to determine because you already have your version. Because I don't have a, that. I know I have my original. I think I still have my original copies of the, um, the handbook. And I'm like, I'm. I don't have mine. Mine are not complete. That's the thing. So. Yeah, um, you know, I have the uh, the black and white omnibus to uh, to help make up for that. So right, it'd be nice to get it in color. Yeah, and that's what, which brings me to what I was about to say was that I'm not sure. I'm, I'm curious. Is I will definitely be taking a look at this when the time comes, and we'll have to see if whether that's going to be the value we think it is, or the the updated ones are probably still. This is one of those things where you look at the Amazon price and be like, hmm. Well, that yeah, and what's in it, and see if if it works right. out for you. So, right, right, right. Anyway, I think you're up now, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. New artist recruited for West Coast Avengers finale. So, in a weird turn, I guess um, the last issue 
of West Coast Avengers number 10 is going to have another artist because the the regular artist is doing um, one of the miniseries from War of the Realms. Okay. So that's why he won't, that's why they won't be on the book, but you know, but yeah, it's the last issue. So there, there you go. I'll tell you something funny though. What's that? We've been doing this podcast for a while and we're now 300 plus episodes in, and we're really starting to see a new wave of artist names. Yes. Being it's, mentioned it's, on it's all these projects. And yeah, like, and there's a serious writers. new wave of artist names that we don't recognize off the off the bat, and they're being introduced to us as we speak, as we podcast. Mm-hmm. And every time we talk about these books that are being solicited, I'm looking at it like, wow, what happened to you know, not that we're asking what happened to so and so and such and such, but mm-hmm. um it's interesting that we're getting a lot of new names on the art front. Uh, with, especially within the last year. Right. And we've gotten some on the writer side, but the writers I have been noteworthy for writing other places. Right. Most notably novels and such as Marvel is wanting to do. Mm-hmm. But we definitely have gotten some, some and some artists becoming writers in a couple of cases. Sure. With some things. So, yeah, we've definitely seen some some changes since we've been doing this. Um, and actually, speaking of one such uh, writer, writer, yeah, Wait. Uh, Tinny Howard mm-hmm. signed a Marvel exclusive contract. So this was announced at the Women of Marvel panel at Chicago C two E two, and uh, she's writing the current Age of Conan, uh, Belit, Queen of the Black Coast limited series, and the Thanos six issue uh, miniseries. That began in oh, that begins in April, and uh, she made her debut with September 2018's Captain America Annual Number One. Yeah, so congrats to her. Um, I had seen something to where apparently she was supposed to go speak at a school and got denied somehow. So that's kind of sad recently. Um, but apparently, just supposed to be trying to work that out or something. I don't know, but that was a weird thing. Um. But yeah, like I said, congrats to her. Um, next up, uh, Amazing Spider-Man newspaper comic facing major changes. So last week we talked about the uh, Joe Sinnott's, um, Sinnott's um, retiring, right? Uh, which also affected the comic strip, which he was still doing. Um, and apparently the, the, the daily syndicated newspaper comic strip is going to end in its current form and doesn't seem like they have any plans to, or at least there aren't any said plans to start it back up. It looks like they're going to, uh, well, it looks like it has actually, um, the last new strip was last week and they're going to start re, uh, basically re, uh, doing strips, old strips Hmm. for the time being. Sure. Because they still have the license they have to fulfill with the, with the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Which, and, yeah, and, and yeah, the syndication licenses things, and uh, that's, you know, not the first time for a comic strip in a newspaper. Won't be the last. I would really like to see a collection of, of I don't know if it's going to be one for all X amount of years, but I would like to see a collection of, and I feel like I, uh, there is one, or I might have one, of the collector strips in a, in a book form. Yeah, it's cool. worth a search after the show. Yeah. We'll get back to you guys on that. Yep. Uh, next up. Um, next up, 
President Bartlett. Watch next. So there's uh, new details on Disney's interactive Spider-Man attraction and Spider-Man suit has been revealed. I think we talked about this. Mm -hmm. uh, up there, Marvel attractions at Disneyland, Disney World, and other parks around the globe. And uh, we got a sneak peek at the Spidey suit that's being introduced at those parks. And no surprise, it looks like um, the one from current Spider movies. Sure. Um, so, yeah. That's the thing. It's your Disney parks coming soon. Uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR coming to PlayStation VR in 2019. So this came out during PlayStation's um, State of Play. Some would call it a direct. Um, if you are versed in video, the, the current coins on in video games, but they basically had a, um, a they put out a video showcasing new stuff that's coming out. Just Knocking through, you know, titles upon titles like Nintendo does. Mm -hmm. um, and this was the first one that came out because I saw it. I was like, huh, what is this? I, at first, I thought it was the announced uh, Avengers game that still hasn't really, we haven't heard, really heard, heard much about. But no, it's a VR game um, featuring Iron Man, which makes sense because, sure, if you're going to have something that's going to lend itself to VR, Spider being the other one, which has been done already, right? Not Iron Man. Makes sense. Uh, yep, and uh, yeah, that's that's it's basically in 2019, so it's coming out. The, the The trailer has some footage of it. You can go check that out at your leisure. Next, speaking of mm -hmm. games, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid release dates confirmed for all platforms. So uh, apparently, it's going to be released. So it's already out uh, on oh, all okay. the platforms. It came out Tuesday on Xbox and Switch, if I'm not mistaken, and. Um, it will come out on, for some reason, it's being pushed on PS4 and it won't be out until April. So this is basically the Power Rangers fight, uh, fighting game that's based off of the um, the recent comic book uh, event. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and I actually have it, but I have, I have to check back and let you know how it is. It seems from the trailer like it's alright. It's only 20 bucks um, with a $40 collector's edition, but, you know, it is what it is. Um... And you only start off with like eight or so characters, as it says here. It looks it's a three on three tag battle game, so you know, in almost like um, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. You know, whether this ends up in Evo next year, we won't. We don't know. But <laughs> regardless, it is a thing. It looks pretty decent, and I'll try it out and let folks know about it. Moving right along. Well, the only other thing I say about it is like, you know what, in a game like this, I mean, granted it's twenty dollars, so that's that's you know, not and you only get a certain amount of characters, like you you're not gonna get the whole range of twenty twenty years of twenty plus years of Power Rangers mm -hmm. out of this. But there will be some DLC. Uh and of course there is like I said the collection edition that give you a couple of other things. So I'm sure they have DLC plans for this joint. Um and apparently the site that's uh that I got this from is a Fairly seriously, I do this for the fact it's a fairly serious fighting game website, so they must be taking it kind of serious. Now, okay. moving right along, you got this one. Oh, uh, Jim's up and Max Dunbar head into creator owned orbit with Stone Star, which just came out this week on uh, Comixology Originals, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, okay, 
So you can check that out. Dim Joe's got another creator, creator on joint. Um, yes, digital available to read now for members of Prime Reading, Kindle Unlimited, and Comicsology Unlimited. Also available for sale on Comicsology and Kindle for two ninety nine. Uh, Stone Star is a mobile asteroid where entertainment abounds and competition and celebrity are intertwined. Gladiators fight uh, to find their fortune, but there are other secrets lurking beneath the surface as a new season begins. So it's kind of a sci-fi bent to it. If that's something um, you're interested in, just go check it out. Alrighty, next up. Uh, Dynamite announces the next entry in Brandon Sanderson's sci-fi fantasy graphic novel saga, White Sand Volume 3, is going to release in June. Alright. Cool. Uh, next up, Tim Seeley resurrects a new crow for hack slash crossover. So, yay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this new crow is Anthony Cero, uh, who was brought back from the dead to exact revenge on who. So it's weirdly kind of sounds like uh, Robert Reyes, a ghost rider. Mm-hmm. Meaning the, you know, the character, not, I mean, not the character, but the, the person that they're giving. Anyway, regardless, it is another thing. Next. And last but not least this week, uh, Joseph Illich and Lisa Y. Wu uh, have joined the independent publisher A Wave Blue World. Try not to sing that. As uh, editorial director and vice president of sales and marketing, respectively. Um, we're, we recognize Joseph Illich from uh, his previous positions very recently at Valiant. Mm-hmm. And uh, at and, um, uh, Lion Forge, and Lion Forge. That's what I. Was, thanks for the, uh, the 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 backup. Mm-hmm. And at Lion Forge, and now they're joining uh, a Wave Blue World. Yeah, yeah Joseph Village, always making moves, and yeah, and I believe Lisa Wu was also at uh, either Valiant or or Lions Forge previously. I feel like I've seen that name before. So, hey, congratulations to both of them. Um. Next, oh, actually, there is one more story that I, I, I didn't put in the lineup, but I, but I do have, and it is, okay. a, it is a video game one, and it will be quick. Um, right. Marvel Battle Lines unleashes Ultron storyline and new PVE horde mode. So, Marvel Battle Lines is a game, um, it's basically a card based Marvel game that has been out for a little bit now, and they just introduced a new uh, horde mode in the game. You can go check that out right now. Um, yeah. That's that. All righty. So we're going to start wrapping up the show with our last ad read of the night. It's for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rosé to Cabernet to Toronto, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose a match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel any time. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink that's cspn dot us forward slash w i n c wink wines through cspn do it today 
And as we close out this here show, um, we will let you know if we will be on Fruit Movie Protocol next week because we still don't exactly know that. Yeah, it's you know it's not uh, one of the mandatory ones. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, like I'm kind of debating it, but I really haven't. And honestly, if I had thought about it, I could have seen it a couple of weeks ago when that um, exactly same was. same because we were all in on that particular. Um, ticket offer as opposed to some people i saw on twitter who were like when was this how did yeah. we do this oh yeah i saw that i was like how, how did you not see that but then yeah, again, exactly. i'm like well maybe you should listen to the show no i'm just kidding <laughs> i almost said that and i was like i'm not gonna do that um but yeah so like i said stay tuned to our various twitter channels and we will let you know whether we do that or we'll have a regular show and with that um you can find me at roddy cat on twitter um, at News News Need on Twitter, at CB Caps on Twitter, oh, excuse me, at CB Caps on Instagram, not Twitter. There you go. Um, you can also find the News News Need Reddit out there, you know, for your perusal. Good stuff out there. Agent underscore 70 on Instagram and Twitter. PC and underscore dirt um, on Twitter. Pop Culture Net on Twitter. Pop Culture Network.com. I need comics and his various other. Uh, comic books or excuse me uh sites under the pop culture network umbrella all there tim d-o-g-g-9-8 on twitter cb cron on twitter the click nation on twitter that's d-k-l-i-q-n-a-t-i-o-n um also dclicknation.com you can find stuff there we need to actually start putting some stuff up there i think um i want to try to start putting these shows back up there but uh, we'll have to talk to Tim about that. And also, comic book resources, where he's over there writing his face off. That's CBR.com. Go check him out there. Uh, you can find this podcast on CSPN.us. The, 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 the podcast of places. Hey, we got, we got stuff for you. This is the podcast. You got it. Go over there and say, hey, we love comic book chronicles. We love them. We like your other stuff, too, but we love comic book chronicles. Exactly. And be prepared for uh, those of you who follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I've been uh, a little bit remiss in not posting my clicks of the week. So get prepared. There's going to be a, an avalanche of them within the next day or two. Yeah, we're trying to get back. Three on weeks worth. It. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get back on promoting ourselves a little bit better. And, you know, I, I was going to say something really nasty, but I'm not going to do it. But, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to promote ourselves a little bit more than we used to. Than we have in the past year, you know, because we used to do a little more heavy than that. Regardless, that's in the uh, uh, sub you can subscribe to this podcast on Google Play and Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, and of course Spotify and uh, the Coast of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. <clears throat> Go check us out there and uh, all these other various places. We love you. You know that. Uh, and with that, folks. Thank you for checking us out. We will see you next week. At some point. At some point. Uh, with another episode of Combo Chronicles. Uh, peace, and we are out. Peace. One. Good evening, Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your